fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Pile Everybody, welcome to the Fantasy Fullback Dot, brought to you by the good people at the Roto Street Journal, paving your way to fantasy glory, acting as your lead blocker to fantasy excellence, making all your football-related fantasies come true. Uh, after a fairly disastrous week one for both your host and co-host, we're looking to turn things around. We can only go up from here. Right. I'm your host, Nat the Truth Jones. With me, as always, the Wolf of Roto Street himself, coming to you on a Wednesday to talk about week two previewing the whole week, previewing the Thursday night football game. So if you're tuning into us at your uh, this abnormal day, we really appreciate your support. Tell all your friends that usually come that we're on now and we're bringing the heat. Wolf, how's it going? Absolutely. Love to see that. We already have like two, three questions at a inopportune time. Like I mentioned, scheduling conflict tomorrow, student, parent, teacher, net, all that good stuff. So only time we will not be live Thursday at 6.45 p.m., the Thursday night tail- tailgate, which is always a great time. And it would have been a great one to be going live for because what an amazing game we have coming up for Thursday. I mean, this could be a preview of the AFC Championship, the Chiefs versus the Chargers. I cannot wait for it. Fantasy goodness. We're going to break that down shortly. As always, as of the usual Thursday routine, I'll give you my higher, lower, Hail Mary, all that good stuff to get by position by position. We'll go through all the news you need to know. Of course, it's not quite as exact as a Thursday because we're a day early, but we do have some tea leaves to read here for you. And then, as always, we'll hit your early sit-start questions. Some of them, pretty much the biggest news that we'll have to break is ultimately Keenan Allen, and that's already broken. So it's not like we're sitting out waiting for Thursday. He's going to be out. So we'll dive into that. We'll tell you the pickups you have to make to cover it. But, man, I'm just already so excited for tomorrow night. I have so much invested. I have Herbert. I have Mike Williams. I'm facing Kelsey. Like, it's one of those nights where it's going to be some big haymakers right away. How about you, Truth? I'm excited, too. Although, I mean, I was super excited last week. I mean, yeah. it was a great matchup last week. The game was a bit of a letdown. Or at least well, one of the teams was. We say the, the, at the <laughs> God, Stafford. Ugh. Although, by yeah. the way, I remember we got asked the question last week, uh, who do you start, Stafford or Dak? And I said Stafford adamantly, and you said Dak. And I ended up being right, but it was kind of like uh, it was kind of like winning a race running backwards. Yeah. Like it's like, kind of like being Wandale Robinson, the MVP right. Giants camp. Right, <laughs> exactly. It was. It was like, yeah, yeah. I was My Stafford pick was great. I think he had like – Maybe nine fantasy points and Dak had four, something like that. They were both terrible. Anyway, and of course, we probably will say a few things about Dak, too. That's going to change a lot of things for a lot of people. There's a lot of guys yeah. who are going to be fading on that team. Anyway, uh, the crowd when is starting to grow. we get higher lower Hail Mary, you'll definitely feel the Dak effect. I am off of Cowboys, at least this week. I kind of need to see it. I am not trusting them. We will get into all that as we go. As we dive into this awesome matchup, please consider that thumbs up button. Help us get out to more people, that algorithm. It is so appreciated. We wouldn't beg for it if it didn't truly help. So if you like what you're hearing, share us on out, retweets, likes, hearts, wherever you're with us. Be so great to help us grow. And of course, the subs are going up, Truth. Like it's been a wrap. I know. It actually has been. 100 by the week, it seems right now, which is awesome. Don't miss out. Wolfpack, come join us if you haven't already. We are growing. We're going live regularly all week. So a sub will make sure you don't miss any of the action. Enough promoting. Let's get right into this. Huh? Uh, one more promotion. We are brought to you by No House Advantage today. Uh-huh. And the Wolf will be reading a little bit of copy on them later. It's a cool app. 
Um, we'll get into that about halfway through the show. It's legal in mass now too. So I was able what? to play, win some money. Are you serious? Oh yeah. They turned that around. So already legal there. States are getting crossed off by the I'm day. I'm way more hyped for it now than I was. And I was already kind of hyped for it. Yeah. So all right. we'll, we'll all, right. all get in on that action. Absolutely. Cool. Let's dive right. into this Let's awesome thing we have coming up. All right. The Wolf alluded to Keenan Allen hamstring injury. He of the glass body which is constantly being smashed up and broken and dinged up. He's out for week two against the Chiefs for a while. The coach was a little noncommittal saying if he was going to play or not. He's not going to play. Obviously, the beneficiaries to this are, the, or at least the most likely beneficiaries to this, are going to be Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, DeAndre Carter creeping a little bit last week. And it seems like for some reason, it uh, seems like the Chargers have like six tight ends. Uh, that randomly catch passes every now and then. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is the most likely uh, thing that's going to be affected by Keenan Allen, their undisputed alpha guy being out? I'm hoping it's Mike Williams. We're both invested very heavily in him, and it makes logical sense. At the time that Keenan was limited last year, Mike Williams tended to step up and be that absolute alpha hawk. If it does not happen this week in a potential shootout, in, not potential, this is going to be a shootout over under 54, smash the over. I always have to take the points. I know it didn't work for you last week. We even kind of said the smart bets the under here tonight, but who wants to root against points? Uh, you don't ever want to do that in the first week of fantasy action. But, man, I, I don't think this game has does anything but shootout. We could get a great one here. So, ultimately – if this doesn't happen for Mike Williams, it is panic button time. Like this is the type of matchup without Keenan Allen. He should prove I am a true alpha. Justin Herbert banged the table. We have to get this guy back. He's a heartbeat of our offense type of guy. And so this is the time. Show it, Mike. Big divisional matchup. Lots of points are going to be needed. Are you able to be a true number one receiver? We did not see it in week one. I we need it. I need it. Did you get like one it. one target, something like that? It was pathetic. I think he ended the day with like three catches for ten yards, something like that. Maybe not even. I thought it, it was, was like I thought it was like a catch for twelve or something. It might be. Like yeah, that. maybe I'm being generous with that stat line. Good lord, it was. Terrible. I don't know. It was bad. Uh, so the, the immediate beneficiary is him. If you have him, you have to start him. Despite last week's horrendous game, he's right on the fringe of my top twelve wide receivers because of what I expect to happen. But ultimately, if you lost Keenan Allen and you need a plug-in, I really think it's going to be Josh Palmer. Now, I know we didn't show up last week. Three catches, five no. yards, not great. But if you look at the underlying usage, he was already on the field on almost every play in three receiver sets and then immediately became the next man up in two wide receiver sets. Played all 51 snaps after Keenan Allen departed, ran 26 routes, which was the most on the team. And again, you don't get points for routes, Ron. I understand that. But just to see the guy have the main role – I care more about that and the fact that DeAndre Carter caught a long touchdown. Now, he also could potentially be the fill-in guy, but I think going into the week with Palmer, like knowing that Keenan Allen was going to be out, they can kind of scheme around this guy. And when that's happened in the past, when Allen missed games last year or Mike Williams and, and Palmer was got, like a starter heading into the week, five catches, 66 yards, touchdown, 17 points, wide receiver 16. 15 points wide receiver, 22, 14 points wide receiver, 32. So very steady, stable numbers, a quality wide receiver three plug in here for Josh Palmer. Again, whenever he was used, whenever they schemed him into this offense, he did thrive and he was getting so much hype in training camp as running away with the job. One of Herbert's favorite targets, staying late every day to work with this QB type of guy. 
I know we didn't see it in week one. Similar to Mike Williams, though, I'm just going to kind of toss that out. Hope it was a mirage. Hope for better days for both of these guys. Those are the top two up. But I, I will say DeAndre Carter was the one that came right in into three-ride receiver sets, the only guy to run a snap. No Jalen Guyton sighting. So it does seem like he is the clear-cut next man up. He probably, given how much 11 personnel they use, will be right in there. So I like him at like 4,600 on DraftKings showdown slates. I like Palmer more at 5K, but he'll certainly be more popular. So I don't mind getting to Carter. Has the best speed on this team as we saw him separate, putting up 64 yards on his three catches and a touchdown was the most productive guy. So I guess if you missed out on Palmer and you're really desperate and that week two with all the teams playing, you probably shouldn't be that desperate, but Carter isn't the worst type of dart throw and certainly on DraftKings showdown tomorrow night, very viable. Well, as if Pat Mahomes needed any help, uh, Chargers cornerback JC Jackson is questionable for week two against Kansas city. All the Mahomes doubters that that seem to come out uh, because he played like a really bad second half or fourth quarter or whatever against Cincinnati uh, in the playoffs last year, well, he shoved it up their ass pretty good yep. in week one, huh? Uh, and, and, you know, he looked incredible. Uh, really? The other side of that is I thought the Cardinals looked absolutely abysmal. Uh, yeah. We'll talk more about that later. But what do you think about this uh, this cornerback news? Yeah, it seems actually like he's trending towards playing. He is their best corner. So if he plays – it's going to obviously help the defense, but I don't know that there's any stopping Pat Mahomes. Granted, Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, whenever they've had multiple weeks to prepare, whether it's out of a bye, whether it's week one of the season, they always smash. Like that is just a, you can set your clock to it. You know Pat Mahomes is going to smash when him and Andy Reid have lots of time to prepare. On a shortened week, I wonder if that hurts them at all. I really don't think so. I think it's going to be points on points on points. As we note down here, too, he did practice in full on Tuesday. There's a little wrist thing right. at the end of the game, but he's good to go. He's fully ready to be fired up. He's my QB, two for the week, only behind Josh Allen. Very clear. I think I was a little too low on him. I was a little worried how these wide receivers would shake out. It clearly wasn't an issue. It's kind of funny how both Tyreek and him both performed quite well without each other. They didn't really need one or the other to survive. Uh, so it, it was good to see for Pat Mahomes moving forward. Probably, a, I think he might be QB2 on my rest of the season big board. It's either him or Herbert, who's on the other side of the ball. Uh, so that's why I just can't wait for this game. But yeah, obviously J.C. Jackson being out would really help the matchup. Even if he's in, though, I'm not overly concerned. It's just a matter of does he shadow somebody? Does he maybe take Juju out of the game, the leading target, at eight targets in the first half? It doesn't Last matter. Week, you know, I don't think it will matter, though, because somebody will perform for Pat Mahomes either way. Yeah, also it took all of one week for Pat Mahomes to overtake Josh Allen in the MVP odds, uh, which I mean he's now the he's now the favorite after that. It's not really? by the way, it's not like it's not like Allen, it's not like Allen played bad. He was no, great. he was wicked impressive. Like the only interceptions were the fault of his receivers. I mean, he I, I thought Josh Allen was honestly more impressive. I don't know, actually. That's I'm, hard just, to say. I'm just telling you, the, <laughs> the, the odds have changed. He, Allen was the favorite, and now it's Mahomes. Yeah, anyway, uh, tight end Donald Parham has officially been ruled out due to a hamstring issue for the Chargers for week two. So Gerald Everett, you know, he was already a viable streamer, had 50 yards, touchdown last week with him out. As you mentioned, there was like multiple random who the fuck is this guy type of moments, yes, including their first touchdown. It was some dude that's name started with a Z. I can't even remember what the hell it was, yeah. but his name started with a Z. That's all you have to know. Uh, it's like Zar fan or something. Who knows? Whoever. He caught the first touchdown from Justin Herbert. It was mind numbing. So it's not like it's all 100% the Everett show. He did run a route on 65% of the dropbacks. So that's uh, a little underlying, but he's a good stash. He's a good stream this week with Keenan Allen out. Should see some good volume there. And finally, Harrison Butker, who like really appeared to mess up his, I guess it was his ankle. I don't know, um, planning on a kickoff in the game. He came out 
Um, and then they brought in this safety, Justin Reed, I think was his name. And then that dude kicked off from the tee and uh, and put it through the goalposts from like yeah. 75 yards away, which was just nuts. And anyway, then Butker came back and kicked a 54-yard field goal. I was like, he's done for the year. Um, and then he and then he kicked like a massive, massive field goal. He did not practice on Tuesday. So I don't know what's going on with that. And I think just before we went live, Truth, he might be ruled out at this point. Okay. And so if you lost Harrison Bucker, there's only one name. Do you know who it is? <laughs> no. Who? Come on. It's Koo, baby. You know we're a Koo show. Young Hui oh, Koo, baby. 100%. We are the biggest Young Hui Koo supporters. He had 19 points, booted 250 yarders in your first half of last week. It looks like the Falcons are the perfect recipe for Koo to go completely bananas again. They're good enough to get it right into his like 50-yard range, but not good enough to score. You know how high I am on Koo. He might be my favorite player in the NFL. I am so sure. pumped. I, I dropped my quick. I had Rodrigo, who got cut by his own team. Never mind my fantasy team, that bag of fucking dirt. But you like Koo more than Joey Sly? <laughs> Big leg Sly. I do love him, too. Come on, man. You know what's wild? I, I got to toss this out there. Go. So the accuracy rankings came up for week one. Not oh. bad. I was 24th out of like 250 or something. So that's pretty okay. good. You know, top 10%. I'll that's take it. I do want to obviously creep into the top 10. Sure. I got just blasted because I was a little too low on Mahomes. Obviously, that's going to hurt. Uh, but I ranked number two out of all 200 on kicker rankings. So if you need kicker go. advice, you that's know wheelhouse. the crucial position of all of fantasy. Number nice. two in the expert industry on kickers baby let's go good for you good for yeah, you. yeah not bad right, right? Gonna, no that's pretty good i mean so that's top 10 percent yeah. all right we're gonna get into the week's news um can i just not- ask you before we get in there truth yeah, what's your take on the game who wins it's chiefs with four and a half points they're they're minus four and a half here do you take you know who wins do you take the points how would you bet this i know we're not neither one of us are big betters by the way i don't know by the way i i i I did take the under last week in the game, but I also took the Good Rams. For you. So, so that kind of nullified uh, yeah. my, my under. I know. I had the Chiefs. I, I mean, uh, the uh, Bills by like I, – I was ready to smash that one. So we uh, – I, I think so. we Moneyline, I think – Moneyline, I think the Chiefs are almost certainly going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would probably give up the points, um, take the Chiefs, and would probably go under. Okay. I, know that's, I know that's boring, but that's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> I don't know that it goes under. I think this is going to be a, a absolute banana shootout. I mean, you know me. I always think that. I know. So. You always think the over is going to crush. It's the two best quarterbacks, two of the top three quarterbacks in the league, going back and forth. Like, there is the upside. This well, is look a, what happened last week. Well, yeah, but Stafford, I wouldn't put Stafford in the same category as Herbert and Josh Allen and Mahomes. Like, they're No, but they're players. the Super Bowl champions, and they certainly have been able to score points in the past. Well, bitch elbow for Stafford. I, I mean, they just suck. And you know what? Yeah, they were bad. I, I think there's a good argument to be made. And I heard this actually first on, I love Barstool's pardon my take. I know a lot of people trash on Barstool, but I love that show, especially their recap show. And they were talking with Edelman about practicing in the preseason and how a lot of these teams rest their starters in the preseason. And yeah. Edelman was like, and he's a guy who tours ACL in the preseason. So of all people that should be against it, like playing their starters, You'd think he would be, but he was like, no, you need those live in-game reps to get the feel, to like get the on-the-sideline type of cadence, 
all that stuff you cannot replicate in practice. And you saw the Rams came out slow. How, the Cardinals played none of their starters. They came out slow. How many times did we see that? Aaron Rodgers didn't play. Derek Carr didn't touch the ball in the preseason. He was fucking awful. They all looked like, shitty. So And Mahomes did. Mahomes played a, a I'm not sure. If, did Joe Burrow play in the preseason? Not at all. Okay. So, well, he was – I mean, you know, exactly. he had some turnover. That's interesting. And, and I thought it's a really good point. Like a lot of these teams that rest their starters, I get it. Of course, if you lose somebody meaningful, it's like, what the fuck were we doing? But it really impacted week Meanwhile, one. Meanwhile, Geno Smith getting all the preseason reps he can get. And the guy comes out and torches the Look at the Broncos. The Broncos rested hey, their starters. Can we talk about how stupid win. the Broncos coach is at some point? Maybe the dumbest. You pay Russ Wilson. I mean, it's nothing you guys haven't heard at this point if you listen to football shows. But just to reiterate, how fucking dumb can you be to give that much money, the most ever, to a quarterback? And then you take the ball out of his hands to attempt a ridiculous 64-yarder and just pray for it? What an absolute moronic call. Like, well, also the guys like the coach, I, I you know, get the direct numbers and the direct quote wrong probably, but he was just like, oh yeah, you know, that's his, that's his wheelhouse. That's his range or whatever. Expect him to make it. And it's like, he's taken like eight of those in his career around then. He's missed literally every single one of them because of course. And he's <laughs> right just like, wheelhouse. well, I thought this one would probably go in. Right. Anyway. Not even at Denver where the, you know, the thin air, like it was just, it it's was like so running the clock down in basketball, like to your last possession and then pulling up from like 45 feet out and shooting. And, and, as and big being like, a, oh, I didn't go in. It's so true. And as big of a tool as Russell Wilson is, like off the field, yeah. he is really good in these like four minute, two minute situations. Like, let the guy just do his thing. Show some faith in the guy you paid all this money for. I, I don't get it. I did see a funny quote where like they were pretending that he he made the kicker do it because they just didn't want to deal with Russell being the savior and glowing himself up off the field. The coach was like, I wanted to that, put us all out of that misery, quoting like so Robert Frost or something. I took the, the road less traveled. It was so a funny stupid. quote. I'm sorry. I had to rant at you about that. This is what happens when we're not working up to kickoff. We go on like these 10 minute yeah. rant <laughs> tangents. So do you think KC is going to win or, or the Chargers? First of all, yes. money line. Uh, but again, another feather in the cap, by the way, for preseason action. No, right. none for the Broncos. All of it went to Geno Smith, and they, the biggest upset that we could have ever imagined. So, like, yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, Seahawks sitting on top of the NFC West by themselves. <laughs> Who? Oh my God! Just insanity. I love, I love football. That's just the best. <laughs> it's, it's just so, so crazy. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna definitely take Chargers with the points. If they lose, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be within a field goal. And I honestly think they could come in and have like a season-defining. Like, we are here to stay. We are ready to compete for the Super Bowl this year because they got so many of those gut-busting losses. I think they at least get it into the range that it's going to come down to a field goal kick, and hopefully they're on the right side. I like this Chargers team. I think they could even money line this thing, but I'm certainly going to take them with the points, and you know I'm holding the over. There's no way I'm not taking the over on this matchup. I, love I, I really like the Chargers. I want to pull for the Chargers. They got to prove it to me because, I mean, the, the Raiders gave them all they wanted, and Carr looked like he wasn't even an NFL quarterback, and they won yeah. by, like, four points. So, anyway, uh, let's get into the news of the week. All right, let's do it. Let's start with, with the guy who should pretty much always headline the news, if you ask me, which is Joe Flacco. <laughs> the Mr. Um, Elite. <laughs> it, it reported that he will be starting week two against the Browns. So, uh, you know, expect the ticker tape parade uh, in February to be rolling through uh, Jersey or wherever the hell the Jets fans are. (laughs) Um, Joe Flacco bringing the heat again. That was a really devastating loss. I think I texted you at one point, like, or or at least put in our show notes that the Jets are exactly who I've said they are and will always be. Not that that's even a hot take, but (laughs) I was out in front on the Jets, folks. 
Yes. You thought they'd suck. I think we all thought they'd suck. And guess what they did? They sucked. Flacco took 59 fucking passes. I know. He threw 60 times. Uh, his arm's going to fall off. Too. Like, if that happens again on Sunday, we might see a severed limb on the middle of the field. Uh, it, 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 clearly, we're desperate for quarterback news. That's the one thing there is. I guess the only fantasy take here is you're, never, you're not considering Flacco starting. I was just very discouraged that Eli Moore, who had recently thrived with Joe Flacco as early as last year, he didn't do shit. He had like 7.9 points. He he's on the Jets. Fought. Yeah, he's on the Jets. Exactly. I did think he scored again 30 points in his one game with Flacco the year before. So I was a little bit hopeful that like it was a Zach Wilson issue, not a Flacco issue. Uh, maybe Eli Moore's not as good as we all think. I don't know. I'm not giving up hope completely, but I'm putting him on the bench till further notice. I promise you that if I have him, Eli he's Moore, not in my lineup. This he, he already was on my bench if he were on my team, which he's not. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> Moving to running backs. Let's talk running backs. Um, I, I want to say something about this guy. So Leonard Fournette with a hamstring issue, who is limited in Wednesday's practice. I saw when he winced kind of on his last carry of the game. I want to just say, and I really hope he's okay. I, I yeah. own him on both of my teams kind of he's randomly. Good. I was very impressed with Lenny Fournette. Not Dude. not just like the, the running, the style of running, the usage. He is a legit straight-up bell cow, like a three-down yeah. guy, like always on the field, and he looked freaking great. So I know he didn't have a touchdown, but, I mean, I think he had 140 yards, something like that. I mean, really, really, really – carries. Yeah, like, strong running game and just looked something good. percent of the snaps. Yeah, I mean, and he I did. Great. I think that he – I thought he got hurt, and then I, that was confirmed. Um, so I don't know if you've heard anything else from that. I really hope Lenny's okay. The fact that he's practicing in limited fashion even, and especially when you look at the receivers and how they're resting these guys – I imagine Lenny's fine. It was just a minor tweak. Of course, now we have to track it. But I'm with you, Truth. There's very few people who impressed me quite as much as Fournette. Like, obviously, Barkley, Jefferson was ridiculous. But the fact that we saw Fournette handle, again, 80%. They talk about lightening his load and just gets all the work. And as you said, looks was, really good. Like, he looked good, faster dude. than he did last. Did you see him put Micah Parsons on his ass with that one? Block? Loved it. I mean, just absolute bull. I thought he looked even faster than he looked last year when he Me had too. A, I mean, the running back four of a season. All this talk about being 260. I mean, I think it's just going to always be a Lenny Fournette thing. He goes home. He's got that, you know, new, like Louisiana Southern, just great cooking. And he gains a shitload of weight. Like, it's just – that makes me like him even more. He's just more human to me. The fact that he can get that fat, get up to 260, which is humongous for a running back, and then shed it all and be just nasty in week one. I love it. I love him. Great stuff. I just hope he's not hurt. <laughs> Overreaction week one redraft. Where, where are you putting Lenny Fournette? Rest of the season, big board, I think he clocked in at like 13, 12, like right around the oh, first round. Range I think, first round, right? I, mean, I think it was uh, right after Kelsey, like 13, 14 range. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm right there. Low end RB1 for sure. I got Lenny Fournette for $19. I, that's insane. In my auction. Like, what a steal. As long as he's healthy, he's good to go. Another running back that was really impressive in week one was DeAndre Swift. But the big concern with him, the reason we were avoiding him was injuries. He did not practice due to an ankle injury. On Wednesday, you have to track it. And the reason to be concerned is one thing is they're just resting him. He did have a big workload, blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, Justin Jackson got promoted from the practice squad. That's never a good thing when you see a backup get pumped up to the main roster here. If he misses time, Jamal Williams might be a top 15 running back this week, given how much of the offense flows through it, given it's a matchup against the abysmal commanders. I mean, <laughs> it would be a smash spot for Jamal Williams, who is available in over half of leagues as of last night. Of course, that's changed today. But go check your waiver wire. See if Jamal Williams is out there, because he would be a genuine smash this week if Swift is out. And obviously, we now have to track this moving forward. 
Jamal Williams scored two touchdowns last week. He, he, he handcuffed with benefits. Exactly. Like all, <laughs> all but one goal line carry. He is, he's the man there. Someone who didn't look good, even though he did manage a touchdown, was Najee Harris. Foot issue. He was limited in Wednesday's practice. At first, it looked like he was going to be out like four weeks. But he keeps saying he's going to play. Um, I don't know whether to believe it or not. I have him on my team. I'm probably benching him. Yeah. What do you think? I, I, I don't know that I want to play him if I don't have to. Just because, of course, the volume should be great. But at this point, it just seems like he's headed for a big breakdown. Like every, it's all these little warning signs, and maybe he powers through and ends up being okay. But I'm very worried about Najee. I think I have him right around like running back 25, 26. Woo. So kind of one of those things where if you can bench him, I mean that's very low for a Steelers back for Najee. But beyond himself, the line was just. I mean he was getting hit before he even touched the line of scrimmage. On I, I I'm sure someone tracks that like 60, 70 percent of the time he was just drilled at the line of scrimmage, brutal. I mean, average less back. than two and a half yards of carry. It was nothing to write oh, home about. Sickening. Just sickening. J.K. Dobbins practicing in full and reportedly looking really good in an early portion of practice, moving around, cutting well. You know this guy's hungry to get out there. Drake and Mike Davis did absolute jack shit in his absence, even against the Jets last week. So this team really would love to get him out there. I think – Obviously, they'll take it a bit slow. I wouldn't see more than 12 carries or so in his first game back. But Dobbins, is last time he was out there, led the league in yards per carry. Very efficient with his work always. They're clearly taking it nice and slow, making sure he's back to 100%. So if he's out there, I really think you have to consider him for your flexes this week against Miami. On Wednesday, 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan said, quote, we will go with the hot hand in the game, unquote, when asked about his plans at running back. It's like running back soup over there in San Francisco. Inevitable injury to Elijah Mitchell occurred. I don't take any pleasure in that. I'm a big fan of the guy, but it's like, you know, it's not like we're that shocked. He's going to be out, I want to say, eight weeks, something like that. Two months, yeah. So now we got Jeff Wilson, Tyrion Davis-Price, Jordan Mason, our our good buddy Grant Cohn, who was on with you just yesterday, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Gave us some his thoughts on that. Jeff Wilson is the starter, but who knows how that's going to end up shaking out. 100%. I would highly recommend you all go back and watch Yesterday's breakdown with Grant Cohen, he nailed Eli Mitchell for us, said Trey Sermon was far less impressive last preseason than Eli Mitchell, and surely that hit. So I really like his takes on the 49ers in general, but especially the backfield. He said Jeff Wilson is certainly going to get the first crack, but he called him Jeff No-Cut Wilson because of how bad he's looked these last few years. Oh, man, it's tricky because you know me. I've always long loved Jeff Wilson because he brought me those two titles. The man put up four running back one performances in his six starts in 2020, but that was a long time ago. That's a meniscus tear ago, and he has not looked like himself since then. So it would not shock us at all, especially with Shanahan confirming this is a hot hand. Wilson will get the first crack, but he looked stuck in mud. Yes, they were running in literal mud on that that Sunday game, but Mitchell was averaging over five yards a pop. Debo was more than fine in it. I'm worried Wilson's just not that good, and Mason just feels like Shanahan. Like, it just – Jordan Mason sounds like a Shanahan name. I don't know why. I don't have any like empirical evidence. It's just Jordan Mason, fifth round, like undrafted Shanahan, gonna blow up like type of thing. So ultimately, he's the guy that's still on your waiver wires. Jeff Wilson's widely picked up at this point, seventy percent rostered. I would stash Jordan Mason whether you start him or not. We're gonna talk about him actually in the Hail Mary, so I won't go too much more in depth. But it's against the Seahawks team that got gashed against the zone scheme of the Broncos whenever Williams played last week. Somebody will probably put up some good stats here. 
Patriots place running back Ty Montgomery. Yes, he's still in the league on injured reserve. Well, I guess not, actually. He's on, <laughs> he's on the IR now. Uh, supposedly, that's a big deal as far as Damian Harris, Ramondre uh, Stevenson catching balls, stuff like that. Uh, this one didn't move the needle too much for me. What do you think? I think it actually is pretty big because he played nine of the 10 third down snaps time Montgomery did. Only one went to Damian Harris. None went to Ramondre, who was supposedly inheriting this James White role. If it, any of that goes to Ramondre, one of the most efficient receivers and runners of last year, it would be a huge boost. Montgomery also scored the only touchdown yeah, of the New England backs. God, the Patriots look pretty bad, huh? They were horrible. I mean, I have nothing good to say about my Patriots right now other than I want to throw up. Like mm. they're, they're good for purging your system if you want to get something gross out of it. <laughs> Detox. Right. Exactly. Just disgusting. But I do think it's actually a pretty big deal. Of course, they could always just call up Pierre Strong and get back to their three-headed nightmare, but they've always been reluctant to give rookies big workloads. So if this goes from a, a three-headed nightmare to just now two mouths, that makes a big difference. Unless this offense is just such hot steaming garbage that nobody really matters. That could be the damn case too. It could. This next story is my favorite one on the whole list. Uh, Texans coach Lovey Smith said the plan was for running back Damian Pierce to get more plays than he did. Now, <laughs> If Who only you had that? some sort of inside track to the coach. Oh, wait, that's you. Yeah. What the, what's like, what the hell? I mean, if, if that was your plan, like do it. He's like, sometimes Fucking though, when you look it. back, you can't defend the amount of reps our starting tailback got in some of those situations. I wish he'd gotten more. We're going to work out how to get him more of those opportunities. You're the coach, dude. <laughs> exactly. What the fuck does that mean? I wish he got more opportunities. So let's give the corpse of Rex Burke at 72% of the snaps. I know. I know. What are we doing? It's like, that that was I I it's, I just don't know I don't even look I know Lovey Smith Smith had a good year or two with the Bears, but if you look at his actual resume, it ain't great. It's terrible. Like he, was, he got this job coming off like three years in college where he went like twelve and forty, and they're exactly. like, oh, you know what? I like I like the cut of your jib. I'm going to give you a head coaching NFL job where you can <laughs> right? be confused about how many carries your hot running back's going to get. Exactly. Just an absolute moron. Moronic words muttered from a moron. What are we? What are we? It's just terrible. There you go. Moronic game plan. Moronic quotes after. Just awful. Pete Carroll. Maybe not the moron we all thought. He's leading the NFC West, dude. <laughs> Insanity. But he mentioned that Ken Walker will play in week two. I saw him get cut in a lot of leagues. He's about 60% rostered. I love this player coming into the league. Uh, the Seahawks clearly did too to tr trade up and get him in round two when there's a ton of other needs. They went and got this guy. So I think he's a great add. Certainly not a start against the 49ers, but somebody I'm excited to play. And also just kind of Penny. Like, yeah, he looked pretty good, but he had 60 yards on 12 carries and didn't really do a whole lot without Ken Walker. I'd be pretty worried about him moving forward too. Rounding out the running backs, Damian Williams did not practice on Wednesday. He's got rib issues. He went out. I know he left in week one against the Saints with the injury. He was able to return, but he was not effective in those returning. I think played five snaps, had two carries for a whopping two yards. Yeah, exactly. It became the Cordero Patterson show, and I imagine this means it will be moving forward. But you got to remember, Tyler Algier was inactive that first game. He will certainly be active if Damian Williams misses this, and it'll give us a real glimpse as to how they want to use Patterson. Moving on to wide receivers, the Bucks was a litany on Ooh. the injury report. Chris Man. Godwin, a hamstring. That was, you know, expected. He's expected to miss multiple weeks moving yep. forward. Kind of over, you just saw it. He's overcompensating. Yep. Hammy pulled. He was back too early. It's too bad, but they're saying it's only a two to three week injury. So at least it's nothing too serious. Russell Gage, though, not practicing. 
Neither is Julio Jones at this point. So I don't know what the hell's going on. I think Julio is more of the, the veteran rest type of thing. The beat writers suggested they're the least worried of him of this trio. Russell Gage, they're, they're saying you know, he barely played and now his hamstring's still acting up. So they are concerned about him. I imagine Jones is out there. Mike Evans also had a calf thing. Going Evans on. and Perriman were both limited. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Evans had the calf thing. He's expected to be fine, though. So it could just be the pure Evans show. We know he does struggle historically against this Saints defense, though. Him and Lattimore have been into it That's every true. single year. It's so fun to watch. But ultimately, as fantasy owners, it has to make you a bit nervous. Uh, but could be just bathed and showered in targets. I really like Julio in the spot. Though. We're, we talk about impressive players. I thought Julio really looked good on Sunday. Yeah, we texted about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like he looks really good. I'm trying like not to. I'm trying not to overreact too much to that. But I mean, if he's going to ever thrive again in the NFL, this is exactly the situation and exactly the guy throwing him the ball that he's going to do it. And, and and we he looked good. He looked. You, I remember you texted back to me. You said he looks kind of fucking fast. Yeah, he really did though. Didn't he? Like, <laughs> he, he did he better tape on Sunday than a single performance of all last year. Like this was a different Julio. Much say the last two years. I don't think he looked. I don't think he looked good two years. This good two years ago. No, not even close. And that was the whole report. Okay, like this is Julio Vold, and everybody, me, you laugh. Like, yeah, yeah, good one. We've heard that before. It it is. It is. This is much closer to the Julio Vold than we've seen in two seasons. I 100 percent agree. No doubt. I'm looking for it. I'm pulling for the guy. T. Higgins. We saw him suffer a concussion um, in his in that crazy ass game against the Steelers. Unbelievable. Right. Uh, He was limited in Wednesday's practice. I mean, it's just going to be one of those things that comes down to like, does he pass the concussion protocol? Is he ready to go? Uh, It's possible he could be back this week, but it's also totally possible that he won't be. So keep your fingers crossed for him. They've taken all the necessary steps so far. So I feel pretty good. It seems like he's trending towards playing. He's also only 5,900 on DraftKings this week. So it would be a very strong play. A quality wide receiver too against a very, as we saw, bad Cowboys team. I guess they didn't give up a ton uh, to the the offense, so their defense stepped up. But I wouldn't be shocked to just see this team quit. Like they they're just already probably tanking right. Hey, real quick before we go on to the next one, I just want to say we're getting tons and tons of comments Um, for those of you that are regulars and are here all the time. You know this. For those of you that um, are are tuning in for the first time or one of the first couple times, we'll definitely get to your questions. Uh, we'll, we'll hit we'll hit them at the end of the show, so don't feel like you're being ignored or anything like that. Just hang around. Hopefully, you enjoy the info, and, and we'll definitely address your questions or comments or whatever uh, before we go off the air. Also, give us a like if you haven't done that already. Thank you. Yeah, great preface. I'm glad to see some new faces in the chat. That's wonderful to see. Uh, hopefully, you do stick around, and we will 100% get to all your questions. It's nice tonight because we don't really have to rush through it. Uh, we're trying not to dilly-dally here, but yeah, that will <laughs> no, give us some chance yeah. to get to all your questions, too. Uh, so stick around for us. We promise we'll be getting there. Uh, and hopefully you, the reason we want to go through a lot of this news and notes is it might inform some of your questions that you've either asked or will ask in the future. Oh, should I stream this guy after you hear my Hail Mary of the week? That type of thing. Uh, so there's, there's logic to it. We're not just trying to hear our own breath. Uh, Although we do enjoy that. We, I love the sound of your breath. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> speaking of those Cowboys, Michael Gallup is unlikely to play in week two. Honestly, I hope this team just shuts him down until Dak's back. Like, what is the point of bringing him back right now? You know you're going to get suck. Like, I mean, unless Cooper Rush just shocks the world here, I would love to see Gallup just, like, not play at all until we got Dak back because he's going to have no value until Dak's back, and I don't want to see a, a Godwin situation at this point. I agree with you completely. Alan Lazard, who got stepped on uh, in the week between the last preseason game and the first game um, and then missed week one, was limited in practice. He did return on Wednesday. Uh, they missed him. Definitely. Clearly. Like they yeah. missed him. Did you see? Uh, I knew that the Packers were in trouble when I want to say it was their first possession. Maybe 
Rodgers just lays out this like 70 yard bomb right on the money, like Christian perfect Watson. pass. Yeah. And just goes right through his hands, and I was like, "They're gonna lose." And you just saw Rogers' face; like it, it was like if you gave Rogers a knife, he would have just stabbed Watson in the neck until he bled out. Like it was just blood curdling the face he was giving him after that. I was shocked to see Watson actually stay and end up leading the team in routes run after that. I thought we would never see him again. Uh, he ended up playing okay afterwards, but yeah, brutal drop. Clearly missed Lazard. I think Lazard steps right back into that one role. Like all that talk about him being the number one. They don't have a choice because everybody else fucking sucked on that team. And the most important thing, Rodgers might have already believed this about him, but after playing that game, yeah. when he does come back, Rodgers is going to like convince himself, rightly or wrongly, like this is my guy. Yeah, he might target him 15 times. I, I would be very high on Lazard this week. I gotta. I think I don't have him ranked right now. This broke just as we were going live, so I added it right to the thing. Uh, I'm going to be pretty high on Lazard. That's that's for sure. Rondell okay. Moore remains sidelines. I mean, maybe it's Greg Dortch time. He'd led the team in targets with nine, yep. touches seven, and yard 63. <laughs> Greg Dortch, just a fun name to say, but also only 3,500 on DraftKings too. Could be a viable sleeper. I probably would not playing him season long, but a viable punt if you're playing some DFS this weekend. Giants MVP of the preseason, Wondell Robinson, did not practice on Wednesday. Too Ugh. bad. Uh, he went down early in their opener. He was quickly ruled out. X-rays were negative, meaning the injury is not too significant, but an early DMP could mean he sits out in week two. So all of you who had your fantasy hopes resting squarely on the shoulders of Wandale Robinson, <laughs> I got some bad news for you. Yeah. And I actually had a lot of it, unfortunately, in this best ball. Draft. I know I you did. Right? <laughs> kind of sucks. I'm pretty pissed off about it. Uh, and it looks like Tony, you'd think he'd be the natural slide in and ultimately benefit from this. Played seven snaps. I don't know what to make of that. I wouldn't cut Tony. I've gotten a lot of like, do I cut Kadarius Tony? He's too talented to cut at this point, but certainly you cannot start him. You're never starting Kenny Galladay. The guy I do like, Sterling Shepard. He's in one of my Hail Marys later. I'm giving you the sneak peek, so I'm not going to dive into why I like him, but I really like Sterling Shepard this week and moving forward too. Kendrick Bourne, his playing time is expected to increase. Well, it couldn't go anywhere, but I was going to say, what a hot take. (laughs) He played two snaps uh, and actually caught a 41-yard catch on his one of two snaps. I mean, so you're telling me that Bourne's going to play at least three snaps this week. I hope so. It makes no sense to me. It's fucking the best offensive playmaker they have. It was clear as soon as he stepped on the field, caught that. They yanked him as soon as he caught that and he wasn't seen again. I don't get it. They're saying it was like he was late to a team meeting. Okay, send your message. I fucking get it. But apparently Matt Patricia like got really ticked off when, when Bourne tried to criticize how he was implementing the offense. What a shocker that Matt Patricia's fat fucking stupid ass doesn't know how to put in an offense. So dumb what this team has done. Kendrick Bourne ran that offense in San Fran, tried to give some criticism, some probably constructive criticism, and that fat tub of lard decided to put him in the doghouse. The rest of the fucking uh, – your best playmaker? Get the fuck over yourself. If anybody should be in the doghouse, it's that piece of shit, but he couldn't fit in it. I fucking hate it. Matt fucking Patricia. I, I want him nowhere near this football team. Kendrick Bourne better play. Like he's that's a rocket scientist. Colts head coach Frank Reich, uh, Reich said, uh, Alec Pierce, the wide receiver, is in the league's concussion protocol. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, he – man, he let us down in week one, huh? Yeah. I mean, nobody was really relying on him. I was excited to see what he does. I really like the talent coming out. Uh it seems like we're gonna have to wait longer for this kid to really show anything. Uh, yep. But ultimately, Ashton Doolin, he only had 14 routes, but was targeted on nearly half of them, six catches uh, on it. So maybe he becomes a viable PPR, like DraftKings style street. That's a, what a lot of this news is guided towards, like your DraftKings stabs. 
Sure. Maybe against Jacksonville, Doolin can catch a touchdown type of thing. We'll wrap up with tight ends. We don't Let's have hit tight ends. Let's talk about George Kittle's groin. <laughs> I wonder how many weeks we're going to have to talk about this groin. I mean, groin uh, injuries tend to linger, so probably like four to six weeks. Yeah. He's not, he's not practicing on Wednesday. Um, 49ers, would you say the 49ers – who would you say is a bigger disappointment, the 49ers or the Broncos? I would say the Broncos just because the 49ers have the built-in excuse of the weather. like, And it's an excuse, yes, but it also was some of the worst weather I've seen like on a football field. It was an absolute monsoon. So should you have beat the Bears? Absolutely. They were playing in the same conditions as you, but they they didn't have like the, – the Broncos have the level playing field. Like I guess, yeah, you're on the road with the 12th man screaming in your face. Little bitch, Russell Wilson couldn't handle it. Uh, couldn't. He couldn't at all. But I still think, you know, in terms of playing conditions, they had a much better field. They had really no excuse. Such a It's just such a disgusting coaching effort on both ends, really. Like, both of them had horseshit game plans, Kyle Shanahan and Nathaniel Hackett. Um, I, I'm not going to judge the 49ers quite as hard, though, until I – if they suck again this week – I mean, they've got an easy matchup against Seattle. At least you think it's an easy matchup. They, they get NFC West leading. I cannot fucking get over that, the Seahawks. Geno Smith led Seahawks number one. Oh my good God! It's not a football season until you have something. This is like why that. we. This is why I have not ever gone all in betting on football. Yeah, we know nothing. We truly we we do our best, but like, come on, who could have seen that coming? Also in the NFC West, Zach Ertz not practicing, but that was more of a maintenance day. Cliff Kingsbury coming out saying he's a full participant tomorrow, most likely, and he wants him to play a larger snap share against the Raiders team that got murdered by the Chiefs, and in particular, Travis Kelsey right down their throat all day. So I think Ertz is in a great spot to be a top-seven tight end this week. Big fan of Ertz. Fan of the podcast, NewOrleans.com.Football, Nick Underhill, who I believe one time, like years ago, said that he would elect to take the leather helmet hit across the middle from Ray Lewis. Um, He did? One of of my famous hypotheticals. Um, Just for the experience. I think he said it was like just for the experience, just so he could say he did it. I I love that we would do that, but like Dane Brugler comes on and we're like, would you get hit by Ray Lewis? Like, No wonder Dane Brugler never returned our calls again after that. You know, I I loved it. Underhill loved it too, but it's definitely a uh, hit or miss type. It was a polarizing question that I was. (laughs) I loved it still. We maybe need to bring that back. I I would Um, bring it back. Anyway, Nick Underhill said that tight end Jawan Johnson is pulling ahead of the team's other tight ends. That, of course, does not really include Taysom, Taysom Hill, who you can play at tight end in fantasy if you want. And I actually recommend you play at tight end. I would not play Juwan Johnson. I get that he's seen more snaps. He's actually a pretty good athlete, converted wide receiver. I get that. 43 yards on Sunday. But I would play Taysom Hill. Gets all that goal line work. Only four carries, 80 yards and a touchdown, though. Most of the tight ends, you're betting on a score. And I think Taysom Hill's got a bet to score more so than almost everybody outside the top seven. I really like Taysom Hill as a potential streamer each and every week. Uh, so, yeah, I'm into it. And that I'm going to turn things up. over to the Wolf right now for a couple minutes because he's going to talk up No House Advantage, who is our presenting sponsor of the podcast, now legal in Massachusetts. I Absolutely. just learned that before. And, I mean, of course, that's that's the Rose Street Journal hub right there. So uh, that's exciting. This is a cool app. Check it out. He's going to talk him up for a couple minutes, and then we're going to get right into higher, lower, and Hail Mary. Absolutely. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for your shot at winning 250k plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leader bar for your shot to win big money every day. And when I say big money, 
50K guaranteed prize pool, like 100K prize pool, 50K to first on Sunday. The contest was under half filled. Like it's, it's it, the last line of this is very important and I will reiterate it when we get there. Uh, but it is big money every day. You can test your skills versus the house and 20 extra entry, five picks, put 50 on it, get 2,500. Why not? The lines are really soft there too. I, I will say off the record too, that softer than I've seen on underdog prize picks, all the other ones we love. Uh, they have the best lines in terms of you guys being able to profit off of them. And they play so over-unders, individual player matchups across every sports league, NFL, MLB, NBA, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Of course, we only know NFL. Our guy CJ is great on this app, and he gives your picks every week on the website, grocerygeneral.com. Sign up now, promo code RSJ at nohouseadvantage.com, or download the app to the App Store. Get your first deposit match up to $25. And like I say on this read every time, I deposited 50 and I got 50 matched right away. So I think you can probably get more than 25. I don't know. They tell us 25. I think you can get even more. And I think you should bet more because, again, it is a great app because no house advantage. Check it out today. Experience daily fantasy sports redefined. It's not how you play, but also where you play. And that's the key line here. You don't want to miss out on this. It is, again, so half-filled contest with 50K up for grabs. What's better than that? Obviously, we all know DraftKings, FanDuel, and, and there's a good reason for that. They're fun as all hell. But in terms of winning, in terms of overlay, where you're going against far less competition, no house advantage is a great spot to do it. So check them out today. Code RSJ, $25 match. And we really appreciate their sponsorship, them believing in us, and we believe in them too. We like show, we love, we love what credit. they're putting down. And 100% will peck and mean the world for you to check them out and show that they were right to believe in us. You know, Show the power of the pack. Check out a great app, win some great money. All of us win. Uh, and it would be awesome if you guys could do that for us. So check out again, No House Advantage, code RSJ, or click the link in the description, baby. Uh, give it a go. All right, let's get into our hires, our lowers, our, our Hail Marys. One thing I really like is that you are holding yourself a little bit accountable, saying yep. where you are right and wrong on these quarterbacks. You went three and two last week, correct? Yep. You, met, uh, you missed on, right, at quarterback. You missed Dak and Tua. You were higher on both of those guys. Um, Lamar, Trevor Lawrence, both hit on lowers. And your Hail Mary, Marcus Mariota, not too bad. Went three and two on the week. Let's get into the hires. We're going to go one at a time. Derek Carr versus Arizona. You got him as your QB nine. That's only two spots higher than the experts, a little higher. Is that an Arizona pick for you because you just think they're abysmal? Absolutely. We saw what Mahomes did to them, and we know Derek Carr is not Mahomes, but this team loved to chuck. I mean, they already, right off the bat, were hurling the ball. 37 attempts for Derek Carr. I believe that was top 10 all on the week. 295 yards, two touchdowns, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Very shaky performance, but still, even looking like dog shit, put up 17 points. You're not like raving and foving at the mouth for 17 points, but that was against a good Chargers secondary, and now you get one of the worst secondaries in the league in Arizona. I love Carr. I think he had a lot of rust to shake off. I think it's finally been shaken off. They get home. I think he's just going to smash this team, shootout style atmosphere. I am ready to fire him right back up. uh, And I think he's going to bomb this Arizona secondary. I hope so. He's my starting quarterback in my other league. Let me ask you this. Who who do you like more cousins or, uh, or Carr? I like Carr. It's nine and 10 for me though. I mean, it is truly neck and neck, but I'm going to go Carr against Arizona. I also like Carr more, but I kind of am kicking myself for picking two guys that were so close to each other because I hate guessing. I really (laughs) Every week. Yeah. Right. the matchup? And this week, the matchup's Arizona. It's going to be a nightmare. Anyway, Matt Ryan, you also like a little more than the experts do. Actually, a lot more. He's going at Jacksonville. He's our quarterback 14, but the experts actually have him all the way down at 19. You actually like him as a fringe starter. 
Yeah. If you need a fringe starter, he's still out there in over half of leagues right now. I really like him against Jacksonville. He was second in quarterback yards, 350 yards. Yes, he had overtime to help buoy those stats. He was also two drop touchdowns away. I mean, literally right off Alec Pierce's hands, right off Paris Campbell's hands, should have had three touchdowns and 350 yards. We'd be talking about him as a top 10 quarterback had he actually had those converted. He gets Jacksonville, who Carson Wentz just bombed for four fucking touchdowns. I think Matt Ryan could absolutely bomb these guys for three-plus scores in addition to 300-plus yards. So, yeah, I'm I'm all in on this guy. If you need a streamer, there's no one better on the waiver right now than Matt Ryan. I think he's a great pickup. Guy you're lower on, and this does not really surprise me. It's cool. The, the two guys you're lower on, you're lower on Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Two of the best. Right? Yeah, two of the best to ever play the game. Tom Brady at the Saints, who you have alluded to, he has struggled with over the years. You got him as your QB 12, three spots below the experts. I'm assuming that's a combination of the Saints and the fact that every single receiver he has on his team and maybe Lenny Fournette are all banged up. Yeah, that's a huge part of it. But the struggles against the Saints are the biggest. Now, everybody kind of knows these. And there was one out of his last four games where he had 375 yards and four touchdowns. So it's not like he can't do it against the Saints. And it is Tom Brady. He can do it against anybody. But other than that one beastly game that happened on Halloween just two years ago, actually, 214 yards, zero TDs in an end. 209 yards, zero TDs, three interceptions. 239 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. All of those were bottom 20 quarterback performances in fantasy. So I have him as a fringe QB1. But honestly, like I feel like at QB12, it might be too high. I almost want to bench him for like Matt Ryan, who I was just hyping up. I am pretty worried about this matchup. And of course, if you bench him, it's going to be that one outlier of 375 and oh, four. Yeah. Marcus Mariota didn't have a ton of trouble moving it against this defense. So like, that's why I'm not overly concerned and shooting him down the ranks because of those bad performances, but still pretty worried for Tom Brady relative to where I usually have him. Aaron Rodgers, you're also lower than, and I mean, I get that too, playing Chicago. This is a team that he generally eats for lunch. But yes. you got him as your quarterback 16, three lower than the experts who have him at 13, uh, pretty much a reputation rating at this point. Yeah. At this point, though, I, I'm a little nervous I'm too low on him just because, one, David Bactieri returned to practice, so that line should be immediately uh, just huge step up, Gavin, their left tackle back, one of the best in the game. And then Lazard coming back. If both of those guys are in, I think we might see a completely different Aaron Rodgers and a completely different Packers offense. That being said, like if Lazard isn't that good and are we really convinced Lazard's going to be this like skeleton key that suddenly unlocks it, this offense looked like complete and utter ass. The, the worry is Rodgers, like, what was his exact quote? You remember where he like pointed at the crowd? He's like, I'm your daddy or say it was something like that. I own you. I fucking own you. That's what it was, right? He's like, I own you. I fucking own you screaming to the Bears fans. Like we could 100% have 304 touchdowns and like Aaron Rodgers screaming to me directly. I own you. I fucking own you because I benched him. But ultimately, I, I am worried about this offense. Just a little bit less worried based on the practice report today. Hail Mary. Carson Wentz. At the Lions, the Lions who gave up, I want to say, 38 points to the Eagles. Um, he's only 18% rostered. You also like Goff, actually, on the other side of that game, too, if you can't get Wentz. Yeah. Well, we did just see Carson Wentz jump up to, I think he's now 35% rostered after the waiver wires cleared. So he's definitely been picked up a bit more. But right now, fourth in total yards at quarterback, 341. Second in quarterback touchdowns with four. Third in quarterback fantasy points right now. The guy was electric, and he gets an abysmal Lions team that just gave up 38 points. And uh, yeah, a lot of that came on the ground. I think three different running backs scored for the Eagles. True. It just couldn't be Jalen Hurts running them in. Why would that happen, you know? Uh, but still, Carson Wentz, like, this is a great smash spot. They threw it on 70% of the time when they were up by only three. Like, even when they were up, 
They were just chucking the ball on the rock. That was 10% more than league average. This is an offense that wants to sling. He's got weapons all around him. Yeah, he's going to have his bonehead picks. Like That's Wentz. It comes with the territory. He did it on Sunday. He still was the quarterback three. We're going to see some terribly infuriating moves, but you're going to see some throws that make you say, wow. And that's what's going to happen with Wentz. I think he's a great streamer, and if you missed on him, I don't mind Goff on the other side, and what I think is like an ugly but end up like entertaining and points-filled shootout. And you said uh, three running backs uh, running it in, and why wouldn't Jalen Hurts? I'm pretty sure Jalen Hurts also ran one. He did, yeah. Four times. <laughs> um, so we're about to move on to running backs. Uh, David is calling in. I see him on video chat. Do we want to wait until after Hail Mary? Yeah, David, oh, David, David knows the deal. He's one of our regular call-ins, and I love it. Uh, so good to see you in the, the lingering in the chat room. Um, we, we should get through it all, yeah. and then we'll make yourself comfortable in the lobby. Yeah, I saw him sipping on a drink. He knows what's up. He's just yeah. kind of settled right. in for the the fantasy show, having a nice cocktail or wine. Or I'm not sure what that is over there, but sipping on something. We'll find out when he gets live with us. Uh, we'll, we'll do all those call-ins. The link should be in the chat right now for anybody else that wants to do a call-in yeah. after we're done with these higher lower hail marys. Higher lower hail marys and David. All right, David. <laughs> running backs. You are one and two on your hires. Hunt crushed it. Pierce and Pollard both suck. Now, keep in mind, with Pierce, uh, the coach kind of expected him to get more carries than he did, but I, somehow that just didn't happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on your lowers, you were two and one. Zeke and Brees, you were right on. And then CEH, uh, you were not right on. He scored twice. Maybe eat my lunch, yeah. Right. And then your Hail Mary, meh, Ravens running backs. Wilson didn't play big, but you'd be happy to have him. So you went one and one. Four and four on your running backs. Not terrible. Not Let's terrible. talk this week. Higher. Kareem Hunt going against the Jets. Right back. Five spots above the experts. I don't see where the actual rankings are, so I don't know what the rankings are, but I know you like them five more than the experts. Yeah, I have them at 17. Sorry, I should have put – I didn't put those in for running backs, and I'm not sure why. Uh, Running back 17, running back six in fantasy as of right now, right back where we left off with this this, uh, Browns backfield where Chubb is one of the most fun players to watch, one of the best pure runners in football, 140 yards. And even still, Kareem Hunt outscores him because he gets the goal line touches, he gets the receptions. That's his role, and he – Fills it to perfection. Most targets on the team outside of Dunvin Peoples-Jones for all people. Kareem Hunt is so good. The Jets are so bad uh, that even the secondary running back, who again, running back six right now in fantasy, despite being the quote-unquote secondary running back, he continues to eat, gets into the end zone at least once, maybe even twice again against this bad Jets team. All about Kareem Hunt again. Chase Edmonds. At Baltimore, you like him five spots more than the experts as well. He was not amazing against the Patriots, but I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities here. Yeah, he played 63% of the snaps, 52% rushing share, 57% of the routes, and a 13% target share. And J.J. Zacharyson, one of the best pods out there, uh, besides, of course, the fantasy fullback dive where we paved your path to 2022 titles. I I do love his show. It's a great one to check out, the late-round quarterback pod. Uh, He noted that, that type of usage, again, that over half the rushes and over 13% target share, only six running backs had that type of usage last year, and all six of them finished top 15 by the end of the year. Yes, it wasn't overly efficient in this first outing. The Pats were typically better against the run um, it, lately. They have a good front de- you know, front seven there. So I'm not overly concerned about that. We just saw the Baltimore uh, defense give up 19 receptions to the, uh, the um, Jets' backfield. Michael Carter was a dropped touchdown away from having a monster fantasy day. And Bruce Hall wasn't even that bad himself. And I don't think either of those guys are maybe similar level to Chase Edmonds, but I I think he could easily have eight to 10 catches, just like that other backfield. Maybe that was the Jets game plan. Maybe it's a weakness of the the defense. Maybe it's a little combination of both, but I think an eight to 10 catch day for Edmonds would not shock me at all. 
Last guy here, Daryl Henderson. He's a guy I got on my bench and was pretty happy just sitting him on my bench. And this week gave me at least a little bit of pause. Like, am I going to throw this guy into my lineup just because the matchup seems so intriguing and because he outtouched Cam Akers by such a substantial margin last week? Daryl Henderson, you like him at RB23 as he goes against Atlanta. That's four spots higher than the other supposed experts. I mean, yeah, it's Atlanta. They suck. And 81% of the snaps last week, 13 carries with 76%, five targets, 83% of the targets. He should have averaged, according to Scott Barrett, expected fantasy points, 16, <coughs> 16 fantasy points. Now, Cam Akers you know, got shit on by his coach, got shit on by everybody else. Yeah. That typically ends up being like we're all down on Cam Akers, and he comes in and he has the two-touchdown day. Uh, that's how it always goes. I don't as know. of right now, it does seem like Daryl Henderson, this is his backfield in a great, juicy matchup. So I know you're benching him because you have a really good stable. He was a fringe guy, even in a good stable for you. Um, I, I, there's a lot, there's very few backfields though, that I would bench Daryl Henderson for, uh, within my, let me see where I have Daryl Henderson running back 23. So right in my top 24 running backs, uh, so should, should be starting in most lineups based on my rankings. I have Kamara, I have Lenny Fournette and I have AJ Dillon, all of whom I think I'm yeah. going to start over Henderson. And I also have Najee Harris, who I'm putting on the freaking bench. Yeah, I have Harris below all of the guys <laughs> we've just talked about. Um, I love AJ Dillon. I mean, he outproduced and out-touched Aaron Jones. We'll, we'll talk about that in the watch yeah, list. we'll get yeah. into it. Um, yeah. Lower, David Montgomery at the Packers. Do you like him at RB26? The experts like him at 21. Whew, getting a case of the sneezes over here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, David Montgomery, one, didn't look very good. I, again, bad overall conditions. I'm trying not to judge either team that hard. But ultimately, Khalil Herbert saw half the touches, 17 rushes for Montgomery, nine to Herbert, and he nearly doubled up Khalil Herbert, the rushing yards that David Montgomery had, 45 compared to 26. Herbert also got all of the goal line work here. And I imagine that as much as I was down on Rodgers, I do think Green Bay beats them pretty handedly, in which case the ball could get taken out of Montgomery's hands. He saw 65% of the carries. That's like a not a bad number for most running backs. But that was the lowest he's seen in over two years. And he's kind of a volume guy. He's not overly talented. He's a guy that thrives on volume. So if we keep seeing Khalil Herbert, everybody's saying he's a better fit for the offense, getting more and more involved each week, it's going to look like a big bust season for David Montgomery. Huge discrepancy here. Zeke yeah. going against the Bengals. You like him as your RB32. The experts like him all the way up at 18. That's a 14 differential. I got to say, I'm with you on this one. What I can't really see much of a reason to be high on Zeke at this point. No. One, he didn't look good. He looked kind of fat out there, uh, slow, sluggish. Two, the line looked absolutely atrocious with Tyron Smith out. Three, they now have Cooper Rush, so there's no threat. So I guess that could end up being the benefit in that it's like, let's just abandon the pass, feed our $25 million running back a year, just uh, you know, 30 carries or something. And maybe That's not that going to work. He plods his way, but like – he just didn't look good at all. So even if he got 25 carries, I'm not so sure it would be all that useful in fantasy. 50 yards. Like, and I was lower on Zeke last week. I, I think I'm going to be lower on him all year. He, there was a little while where he looked like he was going to be a steal in round four. And then his line got banged up. Tony Pollard was more involved. And that was, now Dax out. Like this offense is just going to suck. No, thank you. No, thanks on Zeke. We alluded to Cam Akers a little bit playing against the same juicy matchup that Daryl Henderson is, except opposite uh, liking on your part. You got him as your RB 37, seven spots below the experts. Yeah, I, I think unless Henderson gives this job up, it's his until otherwise. And maybe it happens. Maybe he fumbles. Maybe he gets hurt. Maybe he just sucks and they, they go to Acres and he just is kind of fired up about being benching. All those things could happen. 
But until it does, I am keeping him firmly on my bench. No way I'm trusting Akers. I got a lot of questions in my DMs about Akers so far. No chance. Like, Could he have a two-touchdown day? Sure. It's in the realm of possibility. But I am not going with Akers until I see him play at least like a third of the snaps, not just three or four. Like Pathetic performance from him. Hail Marys, you go to this guy several times a year. Jared oh, McKinnon <laughs> going against the Chargers. He's 5% rostered. Um, I, I'm not with you on this one. I know it's a Hail Mary pick, but it's just, Hail Marys. There's a, lot, there's a lot of mouths to feed. <laughs> and of all the mouths that got fed last week, he wasn't one of them. Um, See, you, that's where I differ from you because he, he didn't get fed a ton. Three catches, four carries, seven touches, ultimately racking up 49 yards and five fantasy points. Is that great? No, it's not. But he did play almost every single third down snap for this team, all but I believe two of their 23rd down. Like the guy was the clear cut pass catching back. He does run a diverse route tree. So if you're looking at Hail Mary, again, these are Hail Marys. I'm not sitting here saying, I, I know, think I Jarek McKinnon is going to have this monster day, but you want a guy that's at least on the field for, for him, 40% of the snaps this last week. That's all it takes in a chief's offense to potentially stumble into the end zone. Again, you should hopefully in week two, not need this Hail Mary. Uh, but if you're desperate, or maybe as like a again showdown type of play on DraftKings for Thursday night, I could see him catching a nice route and, and getting his ass into the end zone. And then we already alluded to these guys earlier uh, when we were talking about the Jeff Wilson deal. Jordan Mason, three percent owned. Tyrion Davis Price, five percent owned. Both nice stashes if you got the roster space. Absolutely, uh, just to see what happens. It's, uh, quote unquote hand already they're already not committed to Jeff Wilson so either one of these guys younger fresher could end up being it my money would be on Jordan Mason as was Grant Cohen Grant. Uh, but man Darren Davis Price does have the third round draft capital does have a you know, bullish strength he just has really bad vision which is what you need for a Shanahan scheme so I'm not overly high on him but nobody would be shocked if either one of these guys broke out at the expense of Jeff Wilson so if you have the bench space I would stash him, and if you're really desperate, maybe you can start him and hope one of them finds the end zone. Right. Again, if you're in that position in week two, you've had some bad things happen to you. All right. Yeah. We're on to wide receivers. Yep. Wolf went Although, two and- I did want to mention the watch list truth. Okay. Um, one of them, of course, is the 49ers. I did want to just mention this good t- tweet out here from Dave Klug. Are these weird week one opportunities going oh, yeah, to continue? Yeah, yeah. It's really important to, to mention this. Rex Burke had 22 opportunities. Damian Pierce, 12. James Robinson, 13, Travis Etienne, 8. Kenyon Drake, 12, Mike Davis, 2. Probably won't matter because J.K. Dobbins seems like he's coming back. Henderson, 18, Akers, 3. Michael Carter, 19, Brees Hall, 16. And A.J. Dillon, 16, to Aaron Jones' 10 opportunities. So very weird week one. Those are all situations none of us could have seen coming. Is that going to still continue? Is a must-watch for week two. Is How do those in particular, six backfields play out that kind of shocked us in week one. I would have gotten all but one of those wrong. Yeah, probably the Jets is like the only one. I would have gotten the Jets right. Yeah. Um, Wide receiver. You went two and one on your hires. You got A.J. Brown, correct? Um, You got Pickens. St. Brown. What's that? ASB. Oh, I'm on St. Brown. I'm on St. Brown also. And then uh, Pickens from New Orleans. Was that wrong right? on him. It was oh, a no wrong. on Pickens. Yeah, my notes oh, no on Pickens. Pickens. I thought that stood for New Orleans. Um, on lowers, you were also two and one. You're good at. You generally are good at the receivers. Uh, yeah. DJ Moore, you're right. DK, he actually did pretty well, uh, all things considered. And Bateman scored. Um, yeah, and well, then DK Owen, was a good call because he ended up. They were peppering him, but he only put up like thirty five. Yeah, you know, DK. I actually thought DK looked okay. I, um, did too. I, I thought he looked like DK Metcalf, but his, uh, you know, he didn't get fantasy numbers. Also. Right. 
Hail Marys, Wondell Robinson got hurt, and Randall Cobb sucked. So I, I definitely <laughs> did not get my Hail Marys, but the ones that were probably in your consideration anyways, I did get. So, yeah, I felt pretty good about my wide receivers. 500 on the week, you know, when you're tossing Hail Marys in there, to be able to get to 500 isn't like – I want to always. Well, that's always going to that's always going to bring your percentage down. Yeah, always going to. So yeah, right. They should count for more when you get them right. Um, that's true. Um, higher, and I really agree with you on this first one. I'm on Ross St. Brown going against the Washington Commanders. You've got him at 14, five above the experts. I actually think I might like him even more than 14 this week. Yeah, I mean maybe. I look at the the people I have him below, like Gabe Davis. Probably rather have him than Cortland Sutton. After I know yeah, Sutton gets definitely. But I feel much better about St. Brown's target share. 30% targets right where he left off, 12 of them to him, 64 yards and a score. And, and that's a pretty good Philly secondary. You know, it's not good as Washington secondary. I think that game's going to be a fun one to target for fantasy purposes. I think St. Brown, I get way too many sit-start questions about the guy. You're playing. Like, this guy is a stud ascending. I, I think he's going to be a second, at worst, third-round pick come this time next year. I'm a huge fan of him, and I think he just continues to build on what was already an impressive debut for the season. I'm playing him over CD lamb for the rest of the year. Christian Kurt going against the Colts. You like him at wide receiver 27 above the experts. I like this pick too. Yeah. I mean, he's been one of the better storylines that seems to be going pretty unnoticed 12 targets. Again, very few receivers saw 12 targets in week one. Kirk was absolutely one of them. 30% target share for him only caught six of them, but 117 yards was moved all over the field was one of only two receivers to see multiple 30-yard passes down the field. The guy can do it all, and it's clear he's doing it all. He's Trevor Lawrence's boy who called him one of the most quarterback-friendly receivers he's ever played with. I I love it. I can't believe he's all the way down at 27 as a fringe starter. To me, he's a no-brainer. If you have Kirk on your team, you line him up and you play him. Doubling back and double-dipping into this uh, Washington secondary, DJ Chark, why not? You got him as your wide receiver, 35, 13 above the experts. I think the experts are ridiculously low on anybody who's decent that's going against Washington. Yeah, why are we overrating this defense? DJ Chark was second on the team to Amon Ross St. Brown, I think that's going to continue to be the trend, was ahead of TJ Hawkinson, and I don't think it's a fluke. Had eight targets, four catches, 52 and a score. Until Jamison Williams back, I think Chark is a very viable flex play every single week with that upside to just wreck the defense had a great training camp that went really unnoticed by people. I, I like Chark a lot. I think Goff this is why I'm a little bit high on Goff as a streamer. I think both of his receivers find pay dirt this week. Lower. We've talked about him. I just mentioned him. CD lamb for obvious reasons going against the Bengals. You like him at wide receiver 24, seven below the experts. I think you're too high at 24. I'm being honest. Yeah. Honestly, I, I look back at it and I see some of the names below him and I'm like, yeah, I would rather have a lot of these guys than CD lamb. The only reason that gives me slight pause on him is he saw a 30% target share in Cooper Cooper Mm -hmm. Rush's only start last year. The big difference was Amari Cooper was there drawing attention. And it was clear, like, I think CeeDee Lamb, as much as, like, I've seen those flashes and glimpses of brilliance, I think he's kind of a soft little bitch. Like, I I don't think he's an alpha. I don't think he's made of the stuff that is a genuine guy that can carry and shoulder a passing attack. I think he is definitely a good number two, like an elite number two. But when it comes to him being the main vein of an attack, I just don't think it's in him. I, I know that might be bold. I know that might be like wild. What are your thoughts on like CD Lamb as a player? I, not to just sound like your echo, but I kind of feel the same way. Like people were really, really high on this guy uh, yeah. in the offseason. And Me too. I was, yeah, I was, you know, and I, I started thinking to myself, like, yeah, maybe he's like, it was kind of like Justin Jefferson. Everyone's just going crazy about him and stuff. And I, and I was, so I kind of started to talk myself into, 
everyone's like, oh, CD Lamb is going to be like the fourth or fifth best receiver in the league. And I just didn't see it. But it was one of those things where so many other people thought so that I started to convince myself. And I actually ended up with him in a league, which was ridiculous. Like I didn't even yeah. want him. And I ended yeah. up like, I was like, oh, that's a good price on him. And I was like, why did I just blow that? I mean, he, he's guaranteed to suck. When you have a guy that like you don't really want and you just end up with him, they always suck. Oh, like, yeah. You know? So and it's just my fault. Yeah. It was just me being stupid. Yeah. And I think he continues. Like if he wasn't getting it done with Dak, 11 targets, catches two of them. I mean, that was an embarrassing performance from the entire team, including CeeDee Lamb, including Dak. And now you have Cooper Rush stepping in. I don't think this gets better with Cooper Rush. Remember, CeeDee Lamb was a hard knocks guy. Remember? Yeah, I think maybe that's what we were all clinging to. Remember how excited we were? Great, great hard knocks guy. Not a great NFL real life guy. Amari Cooper, you're lower than, even though he's going against the Jets. You got him as your wide receiver, 43, 11 spots below the experts. Yeah, ranked as a clear cut, like top three, top like 36 wide receiver by experts. No way. I mean, Donovan Peoples Jones was the main vein with 11 targets this last week. I think he only had Amari Cooper. Did he even touch three targets? Like I have no interest in sniffing this guy. Uh, it's a bad quarterback. It's a bad passing game. And he is the second fiddle. Yeah. Six targets, three catches, 17 yards. I, I don't like, maybe he'll find the end zone every now and again, but there is no way I'm trusting this guy in my starting lineup. I'm not also another receiver. I'm not t- trusting right now is Devonta Smith, even though Minnesota should be a pretty easy matchup. They did just shut down Aaron Rodgers and his, fucking shit crew of wide receivers. But all that being said, nobody was on the field for more snaps at receiver than Devonta Smith for the Eagles, but it was the AJ Brown show. I think it is absolutely the AJ Brown show moving forward. We talked about this all preseason. I was like what 30 spots below the ECR in my preseason rankings on Devonta Smith. Really like the player. I think he's smooth as all hell in his routes. But when you have AJ Brown on the other side and you're not really a pass first team, there's only so many scraps that you're going to get. And he saw four targets, didn't haul in any of them. It's going to be an ugly season where we'll have a couple booms, but you have no idea where they're coming. I have not seen it this week. AJ Brown's such a badass. So fucking good. I love AJ Brown. Hail Mary, Robbie Anderson. He's going against the Giants in New York or in New Jersey. 27% rostered. I actually, I picked up two guys on waivers this week and Robbie Anderson was one of them. I think he was a great pickup. Eight targets, 30% target share. Again, one of 11 people to be in the 30% target share. It's like Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, you know, Cooper Cup. And then it was like Robbie Anderson, Donovan Peoples-Jones. And it's just like, who, how the hell are these guys on this list with some of these crazy names? But he did well with it, hundred over 100 yards, a touchdown. And just a couple seasons ago, this guy was sixth, eighth in the NFL in receptions and eighth in the NFL in targets, outpaced DJ Moore by like a mile in two seasons ago. So I have DJ Moore on the low, lower, but it's like, that's too easy. I do him every week. I'm lower on him. He's your guy. <laughs> it's just like a, a permanent spot on the list, you know? Uh, but Robbie Anderson, again, like two years ago, this guy was the higher used wide receiver. He was to start this year. And maybe it was a Darnold thing because Baker Mayfield, one of the most, as, as, for all his faults across the last three years, he's top three in deep accuracy alongside Brady and Mahomes, according to PFF. I mean, you know, who knows again how that's graded, but he's the top three deep passer. Sam Darnold was bottom three. So it's no wonder those two didn't mesh. I think there's more good days coming for Robbie Anderson, and the Giants are certainly a team that you can very much exploit. So, yeah, another, I like Robbie Anderson a lot as a Hail Mary. Another Hail Mary, Jahan Dotson. I'm not even quite sure he qualifies as a Hail Mary, but I hear he's only 36% rostered, so I hear that. Going against Detroit, scored twice last week. He was a guy that, you know, you you said many times he's he's going to be on the bench of all your fantasy teams. Great start. 
He is, and I'm so happy to have him. He's a fucking stud. Like it was some of those catches, yeah, a little concerning. Only 12 percent of the targets, five targets, yeah. But you see five targets, you make two of them. Insane touchdown grabs. That's I'll take that. The guy that's going to lead to more targets. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and both those touchdown grabs required two things: one, immense talent to leap over somebody, dive and make the catching ball, but two, trust and chemistry with your quarterback. And those two things, the more you see that, the more that's going to go up. I'm, I'm calling it right now. I think Dotson's going to be the most valuable wide receiver on Washington by midseason, even more so than Terry McLaurin. This guy is a legitimate bona fide stud, in my opinion. It's only a matter of time. And we're already seeing it. Two touchdowns. It's only a matter of time. Like I'm, right. I'm acting like he hasn't already broken out. He had a great debut, and he's only going to continue to build on this, including against the pathetic Lions. Yeah, I mean, this could be another smash spot for Jahan Dotson. Very, very high on him. Last but not least, you talked about Sterling Shepard very early in the show. Uh, it's like an hour ago. Uh, 4% rostered going against Carolina. Always one of the least sexy women in the bar, but I see why you like him. I mean, 13 points in his first game back from a torn Achilles, catches a 65-yard touchdown looking explosive like the Achilles injury never happened. And dating back to last year, the five games before he went down, he had seen 10 or more targets in all five. He had been a top 20 wide receiver in all five. He just is, un- like you mentioned, unsexy. Nobody's like pumped to have him in the lineup. And then all he does is produce for you. So you I'm a big Sterling Shepard fan, especially with Tony in the doghouse as much as he is. Big Sterling Shepard fan. Things the Wolves watching for. Was it just the weather? Yeah. Or do the 49ers and Bears guys get back on track? Obviously, you're talking about Debo, Brandon Ayuk, Darnell Mooney. Interesting. I'm definitely curious about that, too. I'm, I'm more interested in the 49ers because I'm not really expecting much from the yeah. Bears. Um, are A.J. Brown and Michael Pittman about to be locked in wide receiver ones all year? I kind of think so. Um, or elite wide receiver ones. Also, you like you think I'm on Ross St. Brown, Christian Kirk, still target hogs. I agree on that one. I think too, they're right on the fringe of that wide I think receiver. I agree, too. But, no. I mean, every week that it happens that they keep uh, doing that thing is just more and more and more. Um, exactly. Just how bad will the Cowboys be without Dak? Good question. Probably pretty bad. Um, are the Eagles just going to want to run away with the division? That's my question. Um, and will Allen Robinson, Cortland Sutton, and Mike Williams rebound and justify around three to four price tags? Who do you think is the least likely of those three guys to bounce back? Dare I say Allen Robinson, my baby of all offseason. It just didn't look good. Like It looked like Stafford hated him. There, you know, the body language after Stafford threw up a jump ball to him, and it was a – shitty route it was a shitty throw but you could just see Stafford like why did I even throw that to him like you could see him shaking his head so disappointed he even looked his way once why did I why did I even throw that to him I could have just thrown it to Cooper Cup. I could have thrown it to Cooper Cup yeah what was I fucking thinking so that that's what I'm worried about I I will be on the record of saying I think all three bounce back to some extent but I'm worried that A-Rob is going to be very very hit or miss it's going to become one of those things where it's like you'll start him he's going to suck you're going to bench him he's going to be okay and then there is the risk that he just isn't good anymore. Like maybe he did just suck last year and he continues to suck this year. I didn't think that was the case. I thought all the reports out of camp were this guy's back to form. The Rams love him. He's going to score 15 touchdowns. Like, ugh. but what I saw last week wasn't great. He was open a bit and Stafford missed him on some very wide open throws. So I'm holding out just a little bit of hope. They'll have some film. They'll have some time to build the rapport. And he comes out swinging this week. I'm not completely. He needs to start going to breakfast with those dudes. Oh, my. He's going to be bringing them the donuts and coffee. And they're just going to fucking spit on him and say, get the fuck out. This is our breakfast. Like, (laughs) I'm going to be so upset if I end up. I know. Tight ends. Let's talk tight ends. And then let's let's get into the mailbag. It's a big mailbag. Uh, I love to see it. One and two last week. You missed on Najoku. You nailed Alberto. 
um, being low. Um, and I don't remember what the third one was. But Isaiah anyway. likely didn't do shit. <laughs> oh, when it said likely didn't do shit, I thought you were talking about Albert O. But you didn't either. That Albert O, like Albert o likely didn't do shit. Nope, and neither did like <laughs> A guy you're higher on, Taysom Hill against Tampa Bay. You got him as your tight end, 13, 17 spots above the experts. I think you and the experts are both low. Yeah, right? Like I, <laughs> I, I had him 17 spots, and I was like, I feel like I'm too low here, and I'm already 17 spots. You should spots be like higher. tight end eight, tight end. He was the tight end four. I, I mean – it is a risk because it's he didn't catch any passes, didn't see any targets. So it's like it's not your prototypical tight end usage. So it doesn't feel good. But at the same time, prototypical tight end usage is like tight touchdown or bust. The guy gets the money carries in the goal line. We now clearly saw it's not a Sean. I was worried like it's a Sean Payton thing, and he his boyfriend's now gone. And he's not gonna you know see the field anymore. No, they they used him quite often. Four carries, eighty yards, and a touchdown. Like of all the tight end touchdown bets. Taysom Hill's as good as any, any given week. Uh, so, yeah, I, I tight end 13, 17 spots above the easier. I can't – how is he tight end 30? Like, you know, are they expecting him just to disappear? He's going to keep scoring touchdowns. Everyone's going to keep getting pissed off, but it's going to keep happening. I think he's a great cheat code that's still out there in a ton of leagues. Agree completely. Dalton Schultz against the Bengals, tight end 10, four spots below the experts. Yeah, and I'm a little worried about this one being low just because he could be the type of body that like Cooper rush locks into the dependable guy. That's always kind of finding the soft spot and sure hands. It could end up being like a nine catch Dalton Schultz day. That being said, it's, it's kind of just continuing with the theme. I am not interested in starting any Cowboys this week. unless I'm really desperate tight end. Like what, what would you do? Taysom Hill or Dalton Schultz this week? If you had the options. I'm, I'm, <laughs> This is this is stupid, but probably Taysom Hill. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels a little fun too. Like it, it's the type of move that's going to get you kicked in the nuts, but sure. it's still more fun to let nut kicks happen. Yeah, you know? I've been kicked in the nuts before. Yeah, we can take it. <laughs> yeah. Alberto, wasn't that one of our hypotheticals for a while? Joey Sly kicking you in the nuts as hard as he yeah, can. oh yeah, that was a big hypothetical. That was classic. And then we had one where DK Metcalf, you had to like. Uh, slap him across the face and then try to and you had like a 50 yard head start on him to get out of yeah, a crowded club outrun yeah you're you're fucked and one of them was like spilling wine on uh and like, sue sue wasn't it sue's face yeah he <laughs> had like a, a, a white like a white suit on and you spilled yeah. red wine all over him and you just like <laughs> laugh at him anyway yeah. now we got to bring these back um alberto tight end 17 six spots below the experts yeah, it's just four tight end rotations. No thanks. He ended up being like, okay. I mean, he ended up with like 40 yards or something like that on four catches. She was involved and he almost crossed the plane. Even still, four headed tight end nightmares. No thank you. Like, why? Just go take some help. Get the rushing touchdowns. Evan Ingram is your Hail Mary going against the Colts, 22% rostered. You love Evan Ingram. I do. He actually caught all of his targets last week. Hey, clap it up for Evan Ingram actually catching the ball. Beautiful to see. Uh, but still, this is also a bet on the matchup. If Leonard plays, I might feel differently about this. But without Leonard, we just saw the corpse of O.J. Howard go for two touchdowns against this Colts defense. We did see his corpse go for two touchdowns. It was fun watching a corpse run around for two scores. You know, you don't see that very often. Evan Ingram, I don't think is a corpse. I still think he's athletic. I know that Doug Peterson likes to use his tight ends. I think he finds Pater this week at 22% roster. If you're desperate for a tight end, I mean, there's guys like Tunyon. There's guys like Gerald Everett. There's certainly guys I'd go to first as Hail Marys. But if those guys are already scooped and Taysom Hill's also not out there, Evan Ingram's a last-ditch effort and also 3,600 on DraftKings. Stuff we're looking to watch for. Well, Kyle Pitts rebound. What do you think? Seven targets, good air yards. Like the usage suggests he's good. But there is a section of me that's just like, are we going to always just keep trying to bail out Pitts and he's just really not all as special? Like he's such a freak athlete. You see it with your eyes. So you're like, 
obviously this guy's going to dominate, right? And then he just doesn't ever. Is he kind of CD Lamb in that way? Like, is he? I, is he the I, CD admit, Lamb I admit it. I'm really worried. That's why I have him on the must watch because, like, another completely dud week. It's it's uh, the panic button is out of the closet. I have I'm not hitting it, but I have grabbed it and it's on it's the with table. it. But like you could reach it if you just leaned over a little bit. I I might trip and just kind of buzz it a little bit, you know. <laughs> Will Mark Andrews show why he was a second rounder? I told we I said in my guide I don't think he's worth a second round pick. I think there's going to be mean regression coming, and so far so good in that prediction. But any given week, he could also go for one twenty and two. Could that be the week? We'll find out. Last but not least, the health of Logan Thomas and of Robert Tanyan, both key factors. Huge, huge tight end pickups. If they are fully healthy, going to be big parts of the offense. So, yeah, I think we got to monitor the health of those guys at a very thin position. Something to look out for. All right. Uh, our, our game bets for Thursday, real quick. You want to just uh, say what we each are picking, and then we'll get into the mailbag? Oh, yeah, we said that at the top. Um, that This is actually more for the uh, game we post on. Yeah, I know. Uh, on Twitter. Oh, so no, we don't, we don't give the sneak peek away. We're going to drop that on uh, Facebook and Instagram right. tomorrow night, about 30 minutes before kickoff. You guys will see, of course, Mahomes versus Herbert will be one of them. Like you guys knew that was coming, but you guys know the deal. You get all five, right? You get free gear from Roto street. We'll send it on your way. It's really the only way to get the gear until we launch our merch store. So I know, uh, right? Yeah. The merch right, store. Let's, let's play the mailbag logo and then let's talk to David. He's been waiting a long time. Absolutely. Let's get the call in, in as we go to the, All righty. So we got, again, as we pull in our Collins, a guaranteed way to get your question answered. It is what time right now? 8.10. I say we go for, I, I don't know. How, I can't speak for you, Truth. I'm down to stay for at least 30 minutes and answer questions. Um, I'll go even 30 if minutes. I think a, a quick rapid fire. Uh, but if you want to call in, of course, Super Chats. I know you're not down to the wire here, but if you, that's always so appreciated. A good way to support the site and, and make a difference for us. It's so greatly appreciated. But even if you can't do that, a thumbs up is free. It's so appreciated as well helping out with the algorithm. Uh, so thanks again so much for being here on a Wednesday. I hate that we had to move it. We'll be Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern or 6.45 Eastern time every single Thursday moving forward. Obviously scheduling conflicts this week that I could not get around, but so many of you still here. Still have 86 questions in the mailbag. Yeah, I fucking love it. You guys are the best. Let's bring in our call in here. David Campanelli. Great to hey, see you, brother. <laughs> what's going on, guys? I get the three-day streak going. I love it. Yeah, every every show, the call-in, man, you got to keep the streak alive all year. I love it. Uh, that's that's the plan this year. So, Hell yeah. Um, Wolf, I completely understand about Thursday. My mom and my wife are both teachers, so ah, gotcha. good luck tomorrow. Thank um, you. Thank you. It's always so a fun one. <laughs> two, two quick questions for you guys. This is a, a kicker question, your expertise. Love Before it. you ask your question, yeah, number two ranked expert on kickers, baby. What are you drinking over there? <laughs> Town Branch bourbon out of Kentucky. Oh, nice, nice. A yeah. nice stiff bourbon. Sounds <laughs> good stuff. So I got Hopkins, the Chargers kicker, or yep. do I go Jake Elliott on Monday or Cuckoo Bird? Oh, come on. You have to ask this question. You know who I'm going. It's the Cuckoo Bird, baby, all day. <laughs> I love Koo. I'm smashing him. If if you didn't really love – you don't believe in Koo, which you're psychotic to not believe in the best kicker in the fucking game. But if you don't <laughs> – I would literally lean to the Monday night hope factor. There's nothing worse than having your kicker get like one point on Thursday. And now it's like oh, lingering over your weekend and yeah, like it's going to be a shootout game too. So I, I'd be worried about them just abandoning the kicking game altogether on Thursday. So I'm going hundred percent coup. And if you really didn't believe it, then you go to Elliot on, on Monday night. Okay. So my, yeah. my last question, full PPR, 
I got Gerald, Gerald Everett going tomorrow, but I could pick up Taysom Hill. Do I stream Everett on Thursday or do I run the risk of Hill on Sunday? Oh, man. That's a tough one. I – I have them 12 and 13, I believe, in the rankings. Hold on. I, I, I don't want to answer like that. I don't like the You're too low. too low. I have Everett 11, Taysom Hill 13. And I, I was going to say Everett was my answer even without looking. Just no Keenan Allen was pretty involved already, especially in the red zone. I like it. I like him to find the end zone. Um, it is the similar Thursday night stink potential if he just doesn't do a thing. Uh, but I'm leaning, I'm leaning Everett. I'm more worried that, like, I think he'll catch at least three to four balls no matter what, and you get at least a little floor. Whereas yeah, you're, that's, that's so – that's the safer play, and you're just a huge upside whore. I can't I believe that you're not – I can't believe that you're – I mean, this is like the ultimate, like, all-or-nothing jackpot type thing. With, with I know. Him. Come on. It's a, such a sexy thing to do. I would lean towards Hill acknowledging, like, you could totally get screwed. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's fucking brutal. <laughs> That's a tough so question. That I can't tell the opponent that you know. Truth told me stream Hill. If I suck, I get to substitute Everett. No, well, yeah, that would right. be obviously <laughs> ideal. <laughs> It'd be a nice deal to have that like that the hedge. Sadly, you don't. So I'm excited to see who you go. Uh, I mean, let I me do know think Everett's a nice tomorrow. Who you, who you go with? I do lean Everett just because I I am high on Everett. I do really like the guy. Um, so I, I'm going to buy into him one more pay dirt visit after finding it last week too. Uh, but it, it would be fucking brutal to watch Taysom Hill run like a hundred in a touchdown on Sunday uh, to miss out on it. So it's, it's justifiable, whatever you go, you know, as it gets to kick off, you'll feel in your gut, whether you have it right or wrong. I know that's a kind of a non-answer, but uh, yeah. we're split. We're split. I'm Everett. He's Hill. You got to trust your gut there, David. So I'm excited. Yeah, I appreciate it guys. Thank you. And keep yeah, up man. the great work. Thank you. Thanks for keeping right, up right. the streak of the Collins. We appreciate you coming on, man. I was, I, I was I was right twice effort. last week, Wolf. On, when, we, when we went head to head on stuff, I was twice I was twice right last week, and That's both true. my picks both my picks were terrible. Well, Keep that in Gabe, mind, David. <laughs> you, I picked Gabe Davis over Allen Robinson last you week. Did. I was I was proud of that one, and then as we said, the Stafford Dak one, which I'm not as yeah. proud of. But uh, right. anyway, let's go. All right, go. Let's let's blow through these things. Tunes, Mike Thomas, Allen Robinson, CD, Julio, Dotson, Etienne, Penny. I need a wide receiver and a flex. Full PP full PPR. I think MT's the lock. Yeah, uh, me too. And then it comes down to like CD or A Rob, who both God, suck. We would have said like, we would have said A Rob in a second last week. I, I wouldn't have been a, a, a well, no, it would have been CD because you would have been a top three receiver last week, like type of. That's thing. true. We probably would have gone CD and A Rob last, and week. it would have been devastating to your lineup. <laughs> it would have just been awful. Um, I, I go I'm, Thomas. I'm going to say um, Mike Thomas and A Rob tunes. I think I'm going to go back to the A Rob. Well, I don't want to trust CD yet. If you didn't want to trust A-Rob, I, I really think it's a good case for Julio. Julio I was going to say really Julio is my next guy. Yeah, I look at him, and I, I think I'm too low in my rankings on him right now. I'm going to bump him up later. Um, but I, I do go empty. Give A-Rob one more chance. Never touch him again if he fucks you one more time. I'm with you. Richard B. says, I have four wide receivers, Juju, MVS, Mike Williams, and Josh Palmer in Thursday night's Ooh. game. Wow. Are we expecting a scoring shootout? The Wolf is. Yeah. That merits starting me. all of them. Two wide receivers and two flex. My only other wide receiver is Jerry Judy. See, I love Judy against Houston. You saw that run after the catchability, that nice touchdown. So I'm not going all of these guys. I would say the one I bench is uh, – MBS is the biggest boomer bust here. Like, MBS I think is the one that I would have said. I would bench him. 
with obviously the premise of MVS as it always is, the guy could catch a 90 yard touchdown. Like that, that's the the risk you run. And he did play all the, the second most snaps behind only Juju of the receivers, but you're not benching Williams. You're not benching Juju. So it comes down to Palmer or MVS. I, I think Jerry Judy's definitely in there too. Um, I go Palmer over MBS myself. How about you? Uh, same thing. Okay. Andre, sup, fellas? Half point PPR pick two. A Rob, Etienne, Carter, Sanders. All, all of a sudden, all, all of a sudden, A Rob's in all these. He's in all these questions. And it was so much easier last week to just be like, A Rob. Yes. I was just a gunslinger <laughs> last year. I was shooting from the hip for last year, last week. Uh, if I'm picking two here, I'm, I'm probably going A Rob again. I, 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 yeah, because I don't feel great about these other like all those backs did well. They all performed, I think, overperformed. Whereas A Rob couldn't have underperformed worse. So I, I like A Rob the most. I kind of like Carter. Like you know, I, I was going to say that too, but I didn't want you to laugh at me. <laughs> don't don't be worried about the the condescending giggles at you. Uh, he saw a ton of work. I mean, he was the quote unquote heartbeat of the offense heading into the game. He genuinely was saw a shitload of work. So I think you can feel pretty good about Carter's workload moving forward. Sanders was the running back like 12 on the week. Like he I had, a, but that he found the end zone for the first time in like 19 games. In so his life. I, I'm going to go Carter and A-Rob, Andres. That's a tough one though. All, all right in the same tier. Yeah. I would put Etienne last. Yeah. Um, touches last week. I mean, I need to see more until I trust him yeah. again. Frazier from across the pond. There we go. Gary Judy or James Robinson, standard league. Standard makes it different. Um, I'm going Judy against Houston still. Robinson getting the cold. Well, and this will come down to Frazier. You do have to check, is Leonard playing or not? Because if he's not playing, Robinson could actually be pretty solid. Uh, good touchdown, two touchdown bet, like standard league, you're banking on that. But I, th- I think Judy's going to get another one against the uh, the Texans. They're pathetic. So uh, I'm going to go Judy, but I don't know. That's a tough one, too. Two what about you? Did you go Robinson or, or Judy? I would probably go Robinson, I, which I can't believe I'm saying. Um, Andre says two are fields. Neither Carson Wentz, <laughs> Carson Matt Wentz, Ryan, Matt Ryan, right? Matt Ryan, then Carson Wentz, then these two. So uh, ultimately, neither <laughs> is how uh, I feel. David says, "Any call on tonight?" You know yeah. that. Oh, you, you got the that. answer there. Joe says, "Hey guys, what's, what's up, up, Joe?" David says, "I need the call on to keep the street going." He got it. Yeah. He's like the Joe DiMaggio of the fantasy fullback guy. Exactly. Toon says, "Drop Stevens, Pickens, or Warren for Shepard, DPG, DPG." Oh, man, talk about a guy whose stock is in the toilet. Or Jordan Mason? I don't know who Stevens is. It, it's probably Stevenson. So I want to see what Stevenson does without Montgomery. If he sucks again, he's honestly cut bait. He really would be. Yeah, but um, do you, I'm not cutting Pickens. Too early to cut Pickens. Um, Jalen Warren's on a must hold. If Najee's playing and it's like, okay, then I don't have to hold him. So I think I think I'd rather see what Jordan Mason does this week than Ty, the, the Warren. Um, so I think I'd drop Warren for Mason. Uh, I think I'd probably agree with that. Uh, Donald Brown, would you all trade CMC and CD Lamb for Debo Samuel, AJ Dillon, and one of CEH or Tony Pollard? I have JT as my RB2. That's not a bad RB2 to have. And Lamb was my RB1 with Pittman at RB2 and streaming wide receiver three. It's a lot of information. Um, A lot going on here. I think my short answer is no, because I think CMC is the best player here. But I also like the idea of selling C.D. Lamb, too, like getting rid of him while he has any type of value. I like Debo. I like A.J. Dillon. C.E.H. has been okay. If you were going to do it, it would be Debo, Dillon, and C.E.H., not Pollard. I, I, I like, think Pollard is a huge He's not hurting at running now. back. I really might do it. It's it's close, especially if you need that running back. Like, yeah, it's, it's close. Um, 
And I don't know that I believe in CMC that much. I don't. I'm sh- I think Debo Dylan and CEH is pretty fair. Yeah, I do. I think I would do it. Yeah. Matthew Feeney. Hey, fellas. Hope you're both doing good. Last flex spot. Melvin Gordon, Robert Woods, Burks, Alave, Jamal Williams. Ooh, I like Jamal Williams, maybe. I, I like Melvin unless Swift is out. Then it's, you probably wouldn't even be asking the question. It's right. obviously Jamal Williams. But I'm leaning Melvin Gordon unless we get like Swift limited type of news. Yeah, I think probably uh, with what we have right now, I'd probably go Gordon also. But Jamal Williams would be my close second, and he's intriguing. Yeah. I don't uh, stop asking about Robert Woods unless he shows up this week. I, I don't right. I, he's, never, he's not. I will tell you all now, I will never go Robert Woods again until I see something. Yeah. We, we were on that one, by the way, in the offseason, also. Andres, if Rashad White or Jordan Mason end up getting the starting role because injuries, do you start them above the pick two from earlier? A Rob, Etienne Carter, or Sanders? Rashad White, yes. I think the Bucks' backfield role is so invaluable that I would start A Rob and Rashad White. Matt McCann, if Josh Palmer, Curtis Samuel, or Kyle Pitts at the flex, already starting among Ross St. Brown and Gabe, the Babe Davis, and Mark <laughs> Andrews. So who yeah. do you like in the flex here? So truth, before we get to this question from my boy, Matt McAdiff, good hometown bud, uh, what do you think is the better name? Gabe, Babe Davis, Gabe the Babe, or Daddy Davis? <laughs> oh, They're both good. Probably Daddy. CJ said the same thing. I asked him that on Sunday. We're all in agreement. Daddy Davis. So you guys need to refer to Gabe Davis as Daddy Davis in the questions from now on. Um, So yeah, you're starting St. Brown, Gabe Davis. We don't need to think about that. Who do you like more, Palmer, Samuel, or Pitts in the flex? Half point PPR. I think I go back to Pitts and I just, I try it one more. Look at us. We're going back on A-Rob. We're going back on Pitts, you know, and and we're not going to go back forever, but I'm not going to be all in on a guy and have him have one bad week and be, um, all out on him, but I admit it gives me pause. Yeah. George Clark, the truth doesn't look exactly like Gronk, but he could definitely <laughs> sneak into a family reunion. <laughs> That's a great comment. I mean, it's fair. Like, you know, so many people have said it to me. I had someone say it to me the other day in the grocery store. We get a comment every time on YouTube. Um, yeah. And one thing is I'm, I'm a pretty big guy, but I'm not like big, like a Gronk. Like, yeah. I think they'd be like, who's that little, who's that six, one Gronk. <laughs> Who's the runt of the Grok family? Right. Who's that little guy? Oh, that's like <laughs> who's the forgotten brother that they've like disowned and never. Right. Wanted who's to that? His much older, smaller brother. <laughs> clearly, like one of his parents is like different. Yes, anyway. exactly. Yeah. The that, male that, that could be not a bad reality. Uh, not a bad RSJ video clip trying to sneak me into a Gronk family reunion. Oh, that would be great. That'd be yeah. awesome. What would my first name be? I think you're Nat Gronk. Nat Gronk. Yeah, you stick with your name, Nat Gronk. Okay, fair enough. Zafarika, who's a fair running back to try to get for Mike Thomas? Uh, uh, equal questions like that. That's a tough one. We don't answer those. I'm sorry. You got to like tell me who you're – I need a little for. more context than that. You need more context. Who you're trying to trade with, who's on their roster. I, check. I will say this. We have two great resources for you, Zafarika. One is the yeah. trade value chart from uh, our guy Jackson Barrett. I think it should absolutely be behind a paywall, but we keep it free because it just is a great resource and we – we're just here for you guys. So it's for a great now. resource. Check that out. Uh, and I have my rest of the season big board. So you know what? Go to find Mike Thomas on there. See what running backs are near there. But you really just got to find the team that is weak at um, at receiver that you can maybe see if there's something that balances out. So, yeah, um, check out those two resources. It's a better thing that we can give you for an answer. Saul Goodman wants to know your thoughts on CH. Give me your 30-second thoughts on CH. I mean, two touchdowns played all the real meaningful work. And you look at it, it looks like a three-headed nightmare based on how the final snaps panned out. But that was after they had the game well in hand and Pacheco come in. 
Uh, McKinnon's going to keep stealing the receiving work, but as long as Ronald Jones remains inactive on game day, I'm going to slap it. I'm in on CEH from now on. He's the goal line guy, two touchdowns. I think we were two years too early. And now that the fact that we're out on him, it's the classic tale. It is the classic tale. Every fucking time you, we go in on him, fucks us twice. And then we go out on him and he just fucks us one last time because we didn't do it. You know, happens. It happens to every fantasy owner. We know who it is. It's CEH. <laughs> we don't have time right now for this, but I want to talk about who CEH is uh, as a woman in a bar. Uh, oh, next man. episode. That's- I'll need to prepare for that. Right, yeah. Right? I'm, just, I'm putting it out there. <laughs> Bulldog uh, 0921, would you bench CD for Daryl Henderson or Chase Edmonds in the flex? I'd bench him for Henderson. I'd bench him for either. Okay. I'd go there Henderson you. first, though, yeah. There you go. Giuseppe, hey, fellas, hope you're doing well on this fine evening. You too, Giuseppe. Good, Good to, to see, see you, Giuseppe. You. Cheers. Nathan, are we starting Green Bay uh, defense this week, or should I just stick with Pittsburgh? Do we watch the same Patriots offense? You absolutely stick with Pittsburgh. Yeah. I know they'll be down T.J. Watt. Uh, or I mean, he might even play. I, I don't know exactly what the final uh, tours back, but like might be able to play through it. I don't even know. I don't know. I've heard, I've heard everything from he might be back to he might be out for the year. Yeah. So either way though, I mean, Flores against his old team, a team that looks like complete and utter dog mess with, if you missed the rant earlier, Matt Patricia is the biggest bag of shit. I've had more profound things come out of my asshole than that motherfucker. I cannot stand him. Yeah. You're going Pittsburgh. <laughs> that's, that's all to say. Fuck him and, and go Pittsburgh. Saul Goodman says I have CD in two of my redraft leagues. I can't bench or trade him. Ugh. Yeah, Sorry, dude. <laughs> I think you can try to bench him. I honestly I, send a message uh, yeah. to the roster. Yeah, just so you know, man, I'm benching him. Uh, yeah. He's he's on my bench. Uh, Adam says, should I start DJ Moore, Allen Robinson? Ugh. <laughs> I'm, never, I'm never a DJ Moore guy, so I guess I'm going Allen Robinson. I know, and I'm cringing as I say it. And what the hell is going on with J.K. Dobbins? He practiced in full. Yeah, uh, looking good in practice, uh, likely to be out there. Is there anybody truth that like if he has a big week, would you be more excited for than Allen Robinson? Like, um, that's like the guy I just want to see it so bad. <laughs> like we no, hyped him up so big. No, because I mean the guys I was I was really really into were Allen Robinson, Gabe Davis, and Mike Thomas, and two of St. those Brown guys, too. two of those guys, and, and St. Brown, and, and three of those guys. We've knocked really well. the park other than Robinson. Yeah, who yeah the so Robinson, team. yeah, that, that's that's the one for me. That's the one yeah. I need. Uh, Denny Jennings, at this point, I'd be excited for Kyle Pitts, too, but more so for A-Rob. Yeah. Denny Jennings, true. Marvin Jones or Jarvis Landry, rest of the season. I have Tyreek Diggs, Elijah Moore, and MBS. I definitely Landry for me. Yeah, I mean, I 11 targets pacing the team in yardage. Like Landry's still a stud. He's still great. Always undervalued because he's unsexy, but right out there and he's a top 25 receiver already. I, I love Landry. Definitely. So I says, don't you think CD will still at least get targets or am I crazy? I think so. But like he had 11 and he had two fucking yeah. catches with a better yeah. quarterback. So, you right. know, yeah. right. You, bo- you both, make, you both make good points. Yeah. Evan bus. Let's go Wolf. Denny says KC wins 37-34. What a game that would be. I'd love to fucking see I would that. love that too. Look, I hope I'm wrong about the yeah. – I, I want it to be a shootout, of course. Retrograde. Got cold feet with Najee. I traded him for Etienne and Schultz. Wow. I know it's not good value, but I'm nervous with Najee, and I still believe in Etienne. His schedule opens up. What do you think? Um, I probably would not have pulled the trigger on that, but honestly, like if, if you start just not liking how a situation feels, I respect the fact that you pulled the trigger on it. Yeah, I, I do respect the idea that you trust your gut. That being said, I, I don't think I would have done this because I don't believe in Etienne. I, not necessarily the player. I thought even in his eight touches, like he looked good. So it was hard to call him a huge loser last week because he looked good when he got used. But I'm also very concerned that Robinson looked really fucking good and was used more often. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and now Schultz doesn't have Dak for like half the year. 
I don't, I don't feel I, good about this, but Najee could go down tomorrow and now you at least have two players too. So like, I don't make that deal. But like I said, when something feels rotten and you just, I love sometimes, that. Sometimes you just got to do it. I, I wouldn't I, have the ball. If you trust your gut and you go with it, I'll never fault you for it. Nathan says retrograde. You got robbed. <laughs> B Vic. Yo, 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 yo. B Vic, Kyle Pitts or Robert Tanyan this week. If Pitts plays definitely. Pitts. Pitts. It's gotta be Pitts. And I, I do love Tanya, but yeah. Ethan, so I'm glad you guys are back. We're glad you're back too, man. Glad you're back too, Mr. Pew. Do y'all value uh, Deontay Johnson or Gabe Davis higher? Come on, man. You 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 mean, do you mean daddy? You mean daddy. (laughs) Would you trade either for Daryl Henderson to flex? Not daddy. No, it's daddy. It's daddy all day. Yeah, and I, I'd have Deontay over Daryl Henderson too. Yeah, me too. Uh, RTK one thirty seven. Somebody expl- inexplicably dropped Ayuk. I'd be crazy not to drop Chark to get him. Right? I would rather have Ayuk first. I'd rather have Ayuk too, and I really like Chark. But yeah, Ayuk definitely. Yeah, um, Mike Clay got some trade talk, boys. <laughs> Just got offered Lamar, Waddle, and Hunt for Hertz, Connor, and Saint Brown. I like it without giving away Saint Brown. Well, sure. Uh, my running backs are stacked. I need help at wide receiver. I definitely prefer the Hertz Connor St. Brown side. Me too. Yeah. That's yeah. not really close for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd rather have Hertz yeah, than Lamar. I'd rather have St. Brown than Waddle. And I'd rather have Connor than Hunt. So yeah, I mean, I, I like that side better. I think it's three for three. <laughs> Texas hustler, Dallas, Texas, watching real talk by real people about all the fantasy football knowledge to kick ass. Thank you. Stay winning boss. Thank you. Texas. Hell yeah. Texas hustler. What a promo. Right I know. There. Seriously. Love RTK one thirty seven. I have a feeling the Pats are going to elevate Pierre strong or sign someone else as a third running back. It could be. Good stuff. And if you feel like Texas Hustler, you like the real talk, you like what we're doing. Subscribe. Give us subscribe. a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Help us grow. Continue to get this channel out there to more people. Like, share, retweet to everyone but your league mates. It'd mean the world. It's so appreciated. We answer these questions for you guys. If you can do us a little solid and give us that thumbs up and subscribe, it'd mean the world as well. I got about 15 more minutes, Wolf. Robert Moreno. Right. Moreno. Drop James Cook for Jalen Warren. Should I stick with him or is there more upside with Rashad White? White is still available on my wire. I don't have either Harris or Fournette, so both would be upside stashes for me. I think White's the highest upside stash. Agreed. Yeah, I like Rashad White a lot. Agree. Mike Clay, I'm trying to acquire Chase for Lamb. Henderson, Hunt, his only backs are Akers and Brees Hall. Obviously a yes if I can pull it off, right? Oh, yeah. If you can get Chase for Lamb and anything, yes, absolutely. He says, but I have an offer on the table to acquire Mike Evans in London. It's the Mitchell owner for Lamb and Hunt. Should I pull the trigger instead of holding out and taking a shot for Chase? I I mean, I would, I would, if you get a shot at Chase, you go for it. Yeah, Chase is, uh, you know. That being said, I really like that deal for you. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, Texas Hustler, should I keep Gallup and hope he's a safety valve for Rush or drop him in game? Have someone on waiver wires to help me out now. TIA, and I love the show. Uh, you're welcome, T- Texas Hustler. TIA means thanks in advance, yeah, right? Yeah. I think it is. Um, I don't know that Gallup's worth hanging on to until Dak is back. It all depends on who's out there on the waiver, though. So I would go back, Texas Hustler. Check my waiver wire show. If it was uh, recorded yesterday, if any of the top, I'd say nine names are out there, I'd rather have any of them than Gallup. So check mm-hmm. that out. Or you can go to Rose Street Wolf on my Twitter. I have my top 15 waiver wire picks up there. I, I would have most of those guys above Gallup long term right now. Matt Noto, need some help, Wolf. All right. Noto. Lance or Carr? Car. I'm going Carr. Arizona Car. all day. Like, all yeah, day. he's going to smack him. Carr. Matt B. Deontay Johnson, Elijah Moore, Kirk, PPR. Maybe Kirk. That's a good one. It's definitely not Elijah Moore. Right. I'm going to go Kirk. Yeah, full PPR, 12 targets. Like It's continuing what we've seen all preseason. Notice there's another one I got. Start two full PPR, Gibson, Patterson, Najee. Thinking the first two. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. I'm benching Najee. I have Najee. I'm just drawing down a couple notes. Uh, 
too low on Julio. I need to bump up Julio too high on Najee. As I look at my rankings and I'm answering these questions, like I'm not playing Najee over a lot of people. Too I need to see on, him get through a game and like be that true bell cow. Too low on Taysom Hill. George Clark, <laughs> Lazard elevated his status more than any player who didn't play a snap or his true. value. Yeah, so yeah, that's very true. It's true. Honestly. By not being there, Jordan. by yeah. them, by him, he's a guy who said I could sneak into the Gronk reunion too. Ah, yeah. No wonder you like him. Yeah. Anyway, Matt, no, to start three, C.D. Lamb, Marquise Brown, A-Rob, or Lazard. I mean, if Lazard is playing, God, that's tough, man. Do, do you bench C.D. here? I, I mean, that's what that's where I was going with it. Um, I, I think I bench Lazard. Um, as really? much as he did elevate his stock, like also risk of re-aggravating or not actually being that good. I'd, I'd rather see what C.D. Lamb does than Lazard, to be okay. honest. Matt B., would you start the Saints D or stream the Broncos? Broncos. Houston Broncos. Why Why do Saints against Tampa Bay? No. Yeah, don't get too cute. Chris says, hey, boys, I feel like this is going to be my weekly flex question. Terry or CEH? Leaning CEH given Larry, uh, Terry's limited targets last week, although I know it's a small sample. Well, reminder that CEH will play on a uh, Thursday, so you don't want him in your flex if you play him. If I'm looking at this, I'm going CEH, though. Like, yeah. I mean, the touchdown upside is really there. Bvic said, "What up, world? What up? What up, world?" (laughs) Frazier again. Pick two of Kamara, Fournette, and Hunt. PPR. I'm gonna bench Hunt there. As much as I love him, I'm higher than than others. I can't bench Fournette or or Kamara. I'm I'm gonna bench Hunt, but we but I did not like what I saw out of Kamara last week. I didn't either. It's a good Tampa Bay run deal, but I'm gonna give Kamara another shot before I bench him. Bvic 22. I'm new here. Great and great analysts. Love when new people stumble in us and enjoy it. So. Hit that sub yeah, button if you haven't already, Vic. We go live often and would love to have you at multiple yeah. shows. You're welcome here anytime, buddy. Robert Moreno, I dropped Kadarius Tony for Robbie Anderson. Should I have held on to him? Did I have a wreck? No, I don't think so. I, I would have done the same thing. No, I think I think Robbie Anderson ca- carries a little more value. I mean, Tony is a ridiculous talent, but, yeah, but if he's not on the field, it doesn't matter. Right. Ryan Haynes, Yo- Hayes, Yoga, Carter, and Landry for Eli Moore, and I like half point PPR. I, I like the Carter Landry side. Me too. George Clark says Logan Thomas sleeper tight end. Definitely. He is. He is. Johnny Lau flex pick one. DJ Moore, Jeff Wilson, Patterson or Samuel Patterson. I'm I knew exactly. I knew you were going to say Patterson. is Samuel Debo because if it's Debo, then Curtis, Debo. Curtis, Curtis. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, Patterson. Yeah, yeah. I knew you were going Patterson. Uh, he said DJ. Um, yeah. George Clark didn't think I'd be asking this question so early in the season. Carr or Stafford? I'm going Carr. Arizona matchup, baby. I, I I, I'm, I'm firing that. Our old friend 69.com. I, I know. Getting in for a, a few comments. Texas Hustler, Hustler uh, Melvin Gordon, Rex Burkhead, James Robinson, Curtis Samuel. I need one for a flex. Thanks in advance, RSJ, for life. Love that. Hell yeah, Texas Hustler. is like our biggest hype man today. I, I fucking I love, love you, Hustler. It's Good true. stuff. Um, I'm going James Robinson here. Curtis Samuel is a close second. I wrote about him today. First time I've done a stock watch in a while. I, I usually don't have time for it, but we got out of school early today. Banged one out on Samuel and Dotson. I think Samuel, great immediate play. Dotson's the season winner down the stretch. All that being said, I, I love Robinson. I mean, two touchdowns last week looked better than anybody could have imagined. Uh, I'm uh, going Robinson. How I would also – yeah, I would too, actually. Nice. Ethan said, would you all drop Hunter Henry for Everett or Taysom Hill? I'd drop him from, for either of those guys. Yeah, for both. Yeah, <laughs> I would. Seriously. Um, Randy Miller, who do I start at flex? A-Rob, Carter, or Thielen? Full PPR. Ah, oh, you're killing me. Uh, Killing. I think I'm going to go Thielen, but he also kind of underwhelmed. But I, I know I like Thielen to have a big rebound game on Monday Night Football, so I think I lean him. 
they're all those guys are that that couldn't be closer. I mean, that's a really tough one, Randy. I don't know. Do you have a clear leaning on any of those guys? Clear leaning? No, I was actually the same as you. I was like grudgingly leaning Thielen and because A Rob disappointed so much. And I was like, Thielen wasn't great either, but I I don't know. It may I, I think it's just I think it's just I don't want to pick A Rob all the time. I want to at least uh, pick somebody over him. He burned so, us so bad last week. I do have A Rob 26, Thielen 27. So uh, uh, are we going to just get sucked into A-Rob again? <laughs> I think one more week we're going to get sucked in. All right, A-Rob, one more okay. time. Let's run, run it back, Randy. All right, Randy Miller, also Everett or Dawson Knox? I'm going to go Knox. I know he fucked us, but, like, you're going for a <laughs> touchdown or bust with those guys. Go Knox. Carlos says, I got Jalen Hurts, Joe Mixon, Rob. Well, there's a lot of people here. That's just – uh, and then it says any help at the end, Carlos. I'm sorry, but you got to – you got to ask a clear question, not just have us read your team. I'm sorry, but like, uh, we don't have time for that. Tony, Waddle or Higgins this week? Half point PPR. Higgins, as long yeah. as he's playing. If, if he's playing, it's Higgins, but yeah. that's somewhat of an if. Hang on to Hawkinson or grab Everett or Higby. Uh, I, I actually kind of liked what I saw from Higby. He got a lot of targets. I did too. I mean, he was one of the highest route participations among tight ends. I'd give Hawk one more week, and then I'd cut him for Higby, yeah. Or, I mean, let's see what happens. Or Everett. Tomorrow, you know? Or Everett. Yeah. Precise 2K, should I trade James Robinson and Jahan Dotson for Amon St. Brown? Yeah. And I and I couldn't be higher on either of those other two yeah. guys, but like but Amon Ra, Brown come on. Is, Team mm-hmm. Amon Ra. Oh, yeah. Also, I would receive Kirk Cousins. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Love if you need him. a QB. Like great. Matt said I'd rather have St. Brown. Yep. Richie, Absolutely. I have JT, Fournette, Saquon, Dylan, Jacobs, Edwins. I have Godwin, A-Rob, Marquise Brown, Ted Man Lee, PPR. Who should I trade for a wideout? Uh, I mean that those questions are so hard. I mean, it, look, if you could trade like Josh Jacobs for a wideout, do it. Like, yeah. you know, if somebody will give if somebody will cough up a good wideout for him. Absolutely. Like, love yeah. your team, by the way. I love the team too. True that. You got to pull up. So my boy, uh, Matt, if you answer this, it's probably too small for you to see, but uh, in his picture, the guy to his left is a good friend of the pod, obviously, Nate. Uh, he's a childhood friend of ours. I was going to uh, say. You kind of see that? I, yeah. I, honestly, it's really small. And I was going to say, like, that That totally looks like the man himself. Yeah. One of the, again, the best humans that, that have ever been. Uh, man, yeah. Just I knew you'd, I, you'd get a kick out of seeing that. I, I never would have, like, taken the guess without you leading me there. But I did yeah. absolutely see it once you pointed yeah. it out. Bam. Would you trade Pollard and Robbie for Cordero Patterson? Um, I, yeah, yeah I guess. Right. Yeah. I, I'm worried about Pollard. So yeah, I, Cord- Cordero looked like a stud. I, I, yeah. I would. And yeah. then he said, if no, then what if it were Cordero and Marvin Jones? But we already said yes. So it doesn't I don't need Marvin Jones for that deal. No. Right. Bvic 22, Kyle Pitts versus the Rams or Robert Tanyan versus Chicago. Pitts, yeah. We're Robert running Pitts. back Pitts at least one more time. Yeah. Mike Clay, acquire Lamar, Waddle or Hunt and Hunt for Hertz, Connor and A. We, we already saw this one actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Come on, Mike. It. You've been here a while. You know not to repeat What are you doing, part. Mike? Come on, Giuseppe Mike. Russo, Everett or Friermuth, PPR? Friermuth. Yeah, 10 targets, I think, last week. Oh, yeah. Mike Car- uh, Carter, Patterson, or Montgomery, Flex, PPR? No, Patterson. Patterson. You need to ride that train, baby. Oh, yeah. We're riding it. We're riding it. Uh, all right. Uh, M- Mojo, J, MVS versus the Chargers or Cooks versus at Denver. Saying this because my opponent has the Herbert Mike, Mike Will slash Everett stack, and I want to counter with MVS for this high-score projected game. I'm still going Brandon Cooks. I think you're kind of overthinking it. I mean, the guy is that target hog role. He crushed it last week. Like I agree, but it's like it's like chasing like a crack high. I get it. I I get the the whole narrative and stuff. It it makes sense. Like it's a smart way to play, and especially how you play DFS for sure. When you got a guy that's getting 12, 15 targets every week in Brandon Cooks and just producing, like you don't want to overthink that. It's it's 
BVIC 22 yeah, agrees. And BVIC's on our side there, too. Giuseppe, pick two, wide receiver and flex. A-Rob, Higgins, if he plays, Mooney, Landry, Daryl Henderson, or Burkhead, PPR. I A-Rob, it sucks that last week, this I wouldn't even have to think about it. It's like, it's Higgins, and then it's like, it's, hmm. it's Higgins if he plays 100%. And now, I think I go now, A-Rob over the, over the uh, Henderson's making Henderson things. is like, uh, at least gives me pause. And so uh, does Landry, too. I'm, honestly. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going back with A-Rob for another week. It's full PPR, which does have me like Landry gonna I'm probably. I'm going back with A-Rob for another week. Let's go back. We're all going back one more time. We can't, we can't puss out like on, on Sunday if he sucks. Yeah, no, then, then show, I mean. We're going to be livid. <laughs> by the way, our Sunday show did great numbers. So thanks oh, yeah. to you, guys sure you guys that tuned in and watched it on YouTube. We got like thousands of views. It's so awesome. Awesome. Mike McAniff cracking up. Uh, there he is. <laughs> Love you too. Love you too, brother. Good to see you, Maddie Mac. Uh, Danny Jennings, Daddy Davis or Mama St. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> That's great stuff. Mama St. Brown. I fucking love that. Because Mama and Mama. Yeah. Oh, Danny always coming with the heat. Danny uh, is bringing the heat. Yeah. If you're actually asking the question, like who I would start this week, I think I'd go Mama I over Dad. I would what too. But man, yeah, I would too. Mac McEnough, who's the anchor? You know it, baby. Left side of the line, left tackle truth. He's bringing me back to the glory days. We both played football together for so many years. You know who the anchor was, my man. <laughs> Toon says, do I drop Gallup for Hill or hold on to him? Uh, who's Hill? Taysom? Uh, I don't know that you have to hold on to Gallup. So if you need a tight end, yeah, let's, let's see what Hill does. ML laughed at sending a message to you. You do. Sometimes Come you, on. Sometimes you have to do that shit. Sometimes either, even at, at worst, this is what you have to do. If you're not going to bench him, which I think CeeDee Lamb is very benchable to send the message, put him in the flex. Like, yeah. at least demote him and send no, him No, he's, he's on my bench. Mike Clay says, you guys really jumping ship on A-Rob after one week. I think it's a little premature. Mike, we're not jumping ship. We're you just – we, 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 So far, we've picked him every time. We're just a, a little gun shy. We, yeah. You expect us to be like A-Rob like we were last week, every single answer? like Which we have been. We've said him. We have. We're just like we're hemming and hawing. We have to have a little – We haven't here. jumped ship, ship yet. We <laughs> not haven't. completely. Nope, not yet. We're, we're, we're maybe like edging out near the near the side of the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tunes, trade Gallup and Etienne for Deontay Johnson? Yeah, I would. Yeah, absolutely. Mike McAniff, Got the up. thumbs up from my boy, Matt. Johnny I love Lau. that Matt's in. He te- we text about fantasy all the time. It's great to see you at the yeah, show. Yeah, bring it man. on, man. Uh, Johnny Lau, Marquise Brown or Lazard if he plays? I'm going to go Marquise Brown. I, 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 he didn't thrive like a lot of us expected him to, but it's I, still a high target share. That game should be a shootout. I mean, I'm you sure. saw, not that he's Adams. He's not Devontae Adams, but like no, the Raiders sure secondary isn't. is – I mean, like, you know, like, would, this could all get exploited. Like, like, that could be a shootout game. I'd go Lazard. Yeah. Noah, wow. would you trade Gabe Daddy Davis and Josh Palmer for George Groin <laughs> Kittle and Christian Kirk? At least they're finally asking questions the right way. I hey, know. You guys learn um, fast. No. I <laughs> I like Daddy and Palmer better. Oh, yeah. Definitely Daddy and Palmer. And I see you blocked 69mega.com. What's wrong with you? <laughs> the biggest fan of the show. I think they post more than anybody. <laughs> Screw the No House Advantage ad reads. Ooh, again, we love No House Advantage, presenting sponsor. Make sure you guys check them out. Code RSJ. Get you a $25 match. But maybe we do need 69 more love and emotions yeah, as bring, our bring it imagine back. ad reads for them. Like what what would that ad read say? <laughs> I would say anything they wanted me to, as long as they gave me the money. <laughs> Dot. Hey guys, I was just offered a trade in which I received Jerry Judy and David Montgomery. Trade away AJ Brown. No way. 
No, no, no way. No I way. I currently no have Devon. No way. Doesn't I matter. currently have nope. Devonte Adams. It doesn't even matter what you say. There's. No I don't way. want to know the rest. I don't. Right? <laughs> nope. Mike Glass, Prince Damon Targaryen Pierce, first of his name. Are we abandoning all hope yet and accepting <laughs> the ugly split it's going to be with Burkhead the rest of the year, or chance he emerges a true Belkow stud? Have you been watching House of the Dragon? Oh yeah, we, I'm surprised okay. we haven't even talked about this. Yeah, I'm a too. fan. I like it so far. I like it. I'm I think in, Prince Damon I mean, is carrying it. <laughs> oh yeah, he's the bell cow. Absolutely, the bell cow. So, right, yeah. I, and I love that Mike Less worded this way. So now that we've read it, I, at first I was going to be like, no, you know, Damon Pierce probably not going to get together. But when you call him Damon Pierce Targaryen Pierce, that he's going to definitely pull it together. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, we, should, we do need to talk about or... House of the Dragon at some point. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, we do got to talk about that. Austin Wethington, drop Isaiah McKenzie for Zay Jones. Nah, I wouldn't. No. I like McKenzie still. No. Would you drop Isaiah McKenzie for Taysom Hill? No. No? I believe in McKenzie. I am. I do want to see how involved Jameson Crowder was, though, because he was a little bit nudgy this last week. It, it pissed me off. But I could see – I think McKenzie will get it back together and really lock that role down. What would you, who would you rather have, Jeff Wilson or Taysom Hill? Jeff Wilson. Because I, I, there is a chance Jeff Wilson becomes the, like, everybody wants to shit on Jeff Wilson and say he's not the guy. And, and I ultimately think he might lose the job to Jordan Mason. But let's say he does come out and just has 120 and two touchdowns. Like, we've seen that from him many times. Yeah. What if he is back and healthy? And it was the mud last week, you know? Yeah. The mud. <laughs> Start DJ Chark or Rex in the flex? Uh, fuck Rex. Like, the guy got like 25 touches and I think he finished with like seven fantasy points. It's just, you're sending messages to your roster, putting Rex Burkett in your flex tells your roster. I don't have any fucking balls. Put DJ Chark in and hope he goes deep. Pick up Taysom Hill. Hollywood yeah. Brown start for week two. Yeah. I mean, it completely depends. I, I what, like him. There's very, other options? he's in my top 25, 20 even receivers. Yeah. Really? Not me, man. Not me. Mike Clay says it was the same one, fellas, and then he says it wasn't the same trade offer, fellas. I know no repeats. Come on. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be the first time we were wrong, Mark. Like so, we're never wrong. If we called you out, uh, you know, and you didn't deserve it. We apologize. But yes. if you did deserve it, then I stand by what we said. And fuck you, <laughs> Omar F. Yo, Wolf and Truth. I've been lurking in the shadows. Full PPR. Elijah Moore. Or take a shot on Palmer. Omar. Omar just lurking in the shadows. I fucking love it. Great to see you, Omar. Um, Palmer. I would go Palmer. Yeah. Why is Eli Moore earned any type of start at this point? No. Uh, yeah, I'm going Palmer. Toon says Dustin Hopkins or Koo. He's just no. troll. He's trolling you. Yeah. He just wants to hear me fucking howl Koo. And guess what? I will. Koo. Mike Clay, acquire Lamar Waddle Hunt for Hurt Connor and A-Rob instead of St. Brown. Now he's putting it in caps there just so we know he's not rolling <laughs> it back out. Um, who's? Oh, no, I still – I still don't love it. No, I'm still, I'm still not doing it. Uh, it's Denny, closer though. It definitely is closer there. But I'm Denny says that we're gonna we're gonna know. So about not abandoning, calling us out for abandoning a Rob, who we have Denny, not said. You're no throwing him in that. like a bag you're of magic. Him in as a fucking little tossing. Mike Clay, get me fired up tonight on a right. should be a Thursday, but it's a Wednesday. <laughs> you're throwing him in like a bag of magic beans. Yeah. Denny Jennings, thanks, boys. Omar, and is it free to call in? Maybe next Absolutely. stream I'll hop on and actually you get a chat the with the goats. Yeah, it's yeah. free. Absolutely. Omar, yeah. come on in. Call, it, call in next time. Please do. I got, I got to run in a few minutes, so don't call in now, but call in next time. Johnny Lau, should I stash Brian Robinson and drop my RB3, David Montgomery, while I have the chance? I would definitely stash Brian Robinson, especially if you're in an IR spot, but I don't know that you have to drop David Montgomery for it. It seems a little extreme to drop Montgomery, even though yeah, I'm not super hot. Him. 
Yeah. Toon says, I feel like Rondell Moore coming back will be helpful to Marquise Brown by possibly drawing some coverage. You could be right about that. Is he Toons. coming back is the question because right. he didn't That's practice today. Big <laughs> if, big if. Denny says, Miles Sanders out this week. He had an allergic reaction to the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> Denny, Denny coming off the top rope. I love Denny. <laughs> no, our Etienne and Palmer for Brees Hall. Mama say I can't get over Daddy Davis or Mama St. Brown. That's the that's the comment of the year so far. Um I Etienne Palmer and and for I, I'm not following this. Um I'm gonna I, say Etienne I, and Palmer for Brees Hall is what he's saying. What was Brees Hall done to deserve a type yeah. of hall like that? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Mike, I'm trying to get it done with just giving away Hertz and Connor. Good luck. Yeah, so you're the one talking talk about A-Rob as this little bag of trash you can just throw in. Look at you, Mike. Look at Hi- you. You hypocrite. Fucking hypocrite. Austin, should I drop Rex for Gainwell, Hilliard, Bolden, or McKissick? Pretty much any of them. I mean, yes. clearly I'm not a Rex guy. <laughs> volume is volume. You should. It, it applies to 99% of people. It doesn't apply to Rex Burkhead, who is CJ out there. Um, definitely, I would go Gainwell. I'm not Bolden. Um, I would go Gainwell top there. Yeah, and there you go. And then the Eagles, I, I hate that we just ended with a fucking Eagles emoji. But RotoShootJoe.com is where you can find all my rankings, all our trade value charts, buy low, sell high, stock watch, all that great stuff. It's our home base. Thank you again, Omar. Let's get these dubs. Let's get these championships this year. Indeed, on your way out, if you can hit that thumbs up button and get us out to more people shares likes retweets all that good stuff (laughs) dj baby chark i get i love it (laughs) although it'd be way more powerful than dj chark like come on now Um, (laughs) but it does fit the uh the pun narrative um so yeah that's what we'll end with we're not gonna take any more questions we're just gonna end with uh mama david mama st brown and daddy davis uh but check out roasterjournal.com we breed and feed you fancy wolves for all this content if you prefer podcasts or you just need to listen at work, the Recoil Fantasy Fullback Dive, or maybe you're listening to the podcast right now, awesome. Likes, shares, uh, and reviews help us get out there to more people. It's so greatly appreciated on iTunes. Whether you're on YouTube and you just want to do us a solid or you are listening to the show right now, please consider giving us a review, giving us some honest opinions and feedback. It would be so appreciated. I think that covers all the bases. We'll be live again uh, on Sunday a.m. for me, Sunday p.m. for me in the truth. Uh, I can't wait. I, I, that was the show that was like the hardest for me to get up for. Cause it's like, Oh, now I have to kind of work during football, but to see how good it was received, like it was tight too. And it was tight. It was a good show. I mean, I was drunk and pretty baked like, and it still went okay. So, okay. I'll, I can, I can get by with that. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll be back every Sunday now knowing how well that did. Um, so awesome guys. We'll see you on Sunday. Best of luck. Enjoy this awesome Thursday night shootout. We have coming to you tomorrow. Um, Hopefully we get everything we need. Mike Williams, hopefully he goes crazy. All righty, guys. And a wolf full of fancy sheep. Be the wolf. Later. Later, we everybody. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. Stole the show. At least we stole the show. Straight ahead. Devlin. Second effort. Third effort. Touchdown. Oh. That's pretty awesome. That's
football right there, folks.